All right, here it is. Episode 50. Yeah, the one we've been talking about for months, and it's finally here, yeah. Big five zero. Oh, what's that? Is that a third voice? Who, who, who could that be? Oh, it's just little old me. Oh, shit. Well, yeah, I guess it is just little old you. <laughs> Nothing too exciting here, folks. I'm kidding. It's our good friend Jesse. Yeah, dude, back welcome back. with us back. again hey, to everybody. celebrate episode 50. Nice to be back. I guess if you didn't listen to our Red State Tusk episode... Then which, shut this off and just go listen to it. Then right go to now. listen to that. Yeah, And that gives a, uh, a pretty good update of Jesse and who he is and all that good shit. But Origin story. But, I mean, this really is. I mean, there's a good reason to have you on, I think, for 50. And the way it pertains to us doing podcasts and me doing podcasts in particular and making Danny come in and do this is... We used to do one back in the day. Right. Smoke in the Breeze. Which right. I will get up online actually at some point. That's oh, yeah, gonna totally that's should. that's my project for this next year. Now that our to. website is newly revamped, you know it's interesting too because maybe a lot of people, if you don't podcast, you don't know. But when you record of an episode of a show, as soon as the mics, at least for me, as soon as the mics are off, I'm like that's a wrap. I've totally fucking forgotten about anything we talked about on, on like you know people would be like, oh, what'd you guys talk about on the episode? I'm like, I don't fucking know. Yeah. I don't remember. I don't, uh... So it would be interesting to put those. I remember a couple of episode titles and shit. Well, yeah, because you came up with all that shit, but yeah, it'd be interesting to kind of go back through and kind of remember some of that because we talked about some weird shit. Yeah. You know that. Penguin, so that. Penguin uh, bars. I mean, <laughs> this episode fifty, as we talked about before, is kind of our stand-in for our year. It's a milestone of sorts, of course, and yeah, kind of. It's a good way, maybe, uh, to recap the whole year. We've now been online. Yeah. yeah, we've now been online more than a year. If we were a true weekly podcast, our year would have been at episode fifty-two, right? Right, but you're also huge stoners, so we're huge stoners. True story. Plus, there have been weeks where you know life happens, so we had to skip a week. Right. And when we started the podcast, we started as a bi-weekly podcast. Right. And then we were like, this is taking way too fucking long. We were coming up with ideas that we were realizing would take oh, years gosh, to it, get Yeah, to. It's, it, it would have oh, taken right. a lot of time. Because you had these arcs, all these these sort of uh, connected tissues for some of the movies running there for a while. Can you imagine doing fucking Slasher two months? <sighs> you, you'd It'd still be, be Slasher that. four months. Yeah. <laughs> or Hannibal three months. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, the Hannibal episode for sure. But then, this also isn't truly episode 50, because we've had a couple half-episodes. We've done, episodes yeah, we've done many there. episodes. Yeah, and we've lost, lost episodes. <laughs> oh, and the lost episode. Jesse, this would actually be your third time Yeah, on. right, yeah. Except we recorded an Evil Dead episode that had some technical difficulties, and you couldn't actually hear what we were saying. Sorry. It's okay, it gives us a, <laughs> a redo for the future. Yeah, it was a good, good practice run, right? I think right. so. That was kind of partially the inspiration for actually upgrading to the setup that we now have. So <clears throat> live and learn. Yeah, live well, and live, loca. Yeah. yeah. Well, in the third season of Ash vs. Evil Dead is starting in, I believe, February. Nice. So Ooh. that might be a good ah, maybe good target date. Yeah, maybe redo it because we didn't want to redo the same episode again. Like try to force and say the same shit. It would have been weird. We had to give it some time. Well, no, I agree. Although I'd also still like to talk about the remake. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, there's a pair of sequels too that are definitely worth talking about, each in their own. So that could be you could talk about number. I mean, number two basically is number one. So yeah, but they're so they're so different animals that you can have you know two different episodes about. Which is why you would be back to talk about it. 
exactly why you would be back. Once again, while you're here in the first place, this was always born out of just sitting around and talking about shit from the days of Smoke and the Breeze up yeah. through now. I always had my shitty movie pick of the week at the end of the episode. <laughs> right. And, and, Maybe you can give us one of those later for this. Well, I was almost oh, thinking... fuck, why didn't I think about that? <laughs> oh, that would have been great. <laughs> well, you got time. You've got time. So, I mean, not to put you on the spot, but I know that you came with something. Because, oh, by the way, people, we're not going to do our normal, like, delving into a no, movie tonight. We're we're winging it. We're going to delve into the show a little bit instead. All There's right. a podcast here. Oh, and I want to say, hey, congratulations, man. 50, uh... Having done one before, I mean, it gets, I mean, I don't know, I kind of I kind of burnt out on it. But 50 is kind of a milestone. That's impressive. So congratulations, yeah, guys. I mean, thank you. You know, yeah, absolutely. And thanks a lot. What I think, too, is when you have a subject that you care about and, you know, you don't maybe feel bogged down. I mean, yeah, we take some breaks in between to kind of recharge the batteries. Mm-hmm. But we know that there's so many things that we do want to talk about. So at least on my end of the spectrum, I feel like. Man, there's so much that we have talked about when you look at it in retrospect, but now it's like, man, we've got so much more stuff to plow through, too. Oh, God, it's, it's never-ending. You guys can yeah. do this forever. So it's it's fun. I mean, I've always, you know, that's the whole reason why we're doing this, or at least I'm doing this, too, is growing up watching horror films has always been a part of my life, and it's still a part of my life. You know, whether I'm talking about them here on the podcast form or outside of friends. Jesus, you know? no, it's a part of my life. God yeah. damn. So, I mean, it's... We can't, I'm not can't burnt out, but... We do have to watch like five hours worth of horror movies every week. Oh, now. Okay. It's, so, it's so much different than it was when we were kids because when we were kids, they worked on us. Like, we, we, they were fucking scary. Yeah. Some, well, not all these movies, but some of them. Shit, even like seeing like Repossessed, bits of it as a kid would scare me. You know, when you're little enough, it's still it's some well, scary. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You still have. It's still kind of like the unknown. You know, to an extent, as a kid. Yeah. It's one of those things that like, this can't really happen, right? Yeah. Yeah. But you know now getting to watch them and getting to critique them it's like man you get to notice some neat things that they do and other films do and all yeah, these and like connections certain, certain directors having certain buttons they like to hit yeah. and shit like that you know kind of know what you're in for it's, yeah. yeah and it's nice to kind of reflect too going back and, and trying to remember what you remembered as a kid how you viewed a film yeah. and now how you view it and he's like oh <laughs> I see oh, what's yeah. going on right. yeah so it's it's fun are there certain things that still get you like that make you maybe not jump scare you like when you were a kid, but still make you feel creepy like like uh, PTSD. Like it scared you so much when you were a kid that it's still like no, I still don't like you. Not necessarily. It, it's really hard to, to get me wound up, spooky. You know, like I think of things more like um, I don't know, psychological. You know, that kind of linger that stay with you. Right. My I think thoughts. those have a little bit more of a, an impact. I agree. Because I tend to think about those a little bit more. For me, there's things that make me like physically like cringe a little bit and i don't have a problem sitting there watching them but there's a part of me that i just can't stop myself from like uh, i like mean the gore porn like the eli roth shit no and that's the thing a lot of that i don't care about a lot of that stuff no. um if the stories were interesting i would but basically it's boring as shit but i mean i guess the one that made me do it the most looking back especially i mean this is episode 50 so let's look back a little bit yeah, yeah. uh cannibal holocaust had two moments like that for me because it has Animal violence. Yeah, I'm not, I don't get down with that. I don't like animals getting hurt. No, I don't either. Even in like old westerns, watching horses get shot and shit. Or um, God, uh, Braveheart. Uh, yeah. Didn't. And uh, most of the time, it's not enough to trigger it. But knowing in that movie that it was real, I was like, eh, like that kind of sucks. Yeah, um, and like so that's something that I get down on. So for, you know, knowing that it's in that film, it's like, oh, I can 
fast forward through it, and I know what's already going on. I don't need to visually see it. Right. You know. And and it depends because it's not all the time. Like because some of the shit we've we've ran into in other movies, and I haven't had this reaction. But sometimes the weird sexual violence will make me cringe and weird. Oh movies. yeah, I mean that's oh, like, me too, it's every time. Up. Yeah. And so like the the very beginning of Cannibal Holocaust when they have the uh, the adultery punishment. Oh yeah, that's like that's pretty brutal. every time that makes me just sort of. Mm, I, yeah. I don't like this. Well, it sounded like <clears throat> I didn't watch the movie, but I listened to your guys' episode. And it sounded like there were some uh, bits in all the what was it, Visitor Q? Oh, that would have yeah. made oh. me pretty ill. Yeah. Like, oh, I, I don't. Some of that sounds pretty Q's a weird fucking movie, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Looking back on it now, I was like, man, we tackled a really disturbing film early on, too, right out of the gate. Yeah, you know, and I was what, like, you know, two, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. Now, looking back on it, the thing I was thinking, too, is like, you know, for horror films, there's so many different directions you can go in. And, you know, how do you distinguish yourself, too, from others? Because, you know, you can you can hit all the same movies that everybody else is doing. Right. But how do you kind of deviate from that? No, I agree. And at the same time, you kind of have to hit some of the classics. Yeah. And so I think you guys have done a pretty good job. And then it's that from up. a director, too, where, you know, he has a catalog of films that ne- that one doesn't necessarily always jump out. But I was like, you know, that'd be an interesting to watch. The deep and cuts. See how far we can go with this. No, I really mm. like some of the movies you guys have picked. Really, really thoughtful, too. Thanks. Some of the weird ones. Uh, like Count Dracula, for instance, I thought was a good pick. Oh, yeah. I enjoyed that one. And, and knowing that it was a Jess Franco film. Oh yeah, that was that was pretty awesome. How did you guys decide to start doing this shit in the first place? No, that's I'm a sure question. You, I'm sure you've talked about it, but you know, as we say, everyone's comic book is someone's first comic book. So, well, that one goes to me. I just wanted to fucking do a podcast again. <laughs> I talked about it a little bit at the beginning of the Shining episode. I was at work, hanging out, bullshitting with people there, and the fact that I I used to do Smoke in the Breeze with you came up, and then and from that you had a, like all your editing and knowing how to post and. Right, and I, I actually how to do the shit for the most part. Yeah, and I, I actually ended up like I'm not that good at it, but I'm good enough to like. I'd argue that I, I'm good enough to make like clean up the background noises and shit. Yeah, he's good enough to make it work. <laughs> and then I, and then I can lay it, lay the timing on and shit for the most part. I don't know how to make anything fancy and all that shit, but sometimes that's all you need is to be able to throw a fucking voice track on top of something. Right. No, right. but I mean, most of it was editing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I only did maybe two or three of the episodes of. We did, but editing is a bitch. It takes a long time. And so then I helped a couple people with work with a couple things having to do with that. A couple of projects that, like one that never got off the ground that I was going to do some voice work for. And I did do the, the voicing on a, on a commercial for, for the Kickstarter. For the Happy Beard Man. Right, oh, yeah, that yeah. was fantastic. Yeah. Is that video still up, by the way? Oh, I have no idea. I because hope it your is. work was really good, and I think if it's out there, people should go check it out because it's pretty fucking funny. And then, like, also some music tracks and shit. There is a track of me rapping. Oh, I remember that, too. Because a friend of ours at work wanted to, wanted to hear it, and he called me on my bluff. And so I paid up, basically. So you've been putting the microphones to work, then? Uh, and that was the thing. And so I, I, I kept using these, and I was doing editing and shit anyway. And I'm like, like, this is fun and all, but, like, I'd rather be doing it doing something I like loved doing a fucking podcast, and I'm still listening to podcasts all the time. Right, and the more you listen to them, the more you're like, fuck, I can... I can fucking do this. Yeah. I, yeah. I have done this. And I've listened to some podcasts where I was like, I feel like mine was better than that. Like, not to feel too fucking high and mighty, but... Like, I've listened to a couple when I'm just browsing around sometimes where I'm like, people are listening to this person. I can do that. Right. I can fucking do that. And so... I started just trying to think of ideas, 
And then I started working with Danny and we clicked on a lot of things, but I mean, cat's knowledge horror movies is encyclopedic. (laughs) (laughs) Like I love me some movies a little bit more all around, especially if you've been listening to us, you've probably noticed I have no problem sneaking in some of that comic book fucking pop culture shit. Yeah, for sure. And that's what I enjoy about our teamwork being in tandem with you is that we both have a love of what we love, you know, like in this particular case, like, you know, we both love horror films, so we get to talk about it. Tyler brings a good aspect of having comic book knowledge and like some pop culture knowledge. And me just being a few years older kind of gives me a little bit of more insight during certain time periods. Because you were there. Yeah, like, exactly. Remember when these movies dropped and yeah. when they were... Oh, and, I don't want to say relevant, but when they were, you know, in the public eye. Right, sure. right. And so, you know, you know, you can't always measure that by everybody in that category. Like, you know, I can't say that with some of my other friends because they didn't, they don't get down on the same shit I get down on. Right. But, you know, in this case, we all have fascination with the, the horror genre. Right. So we all have kind of a, a common knowledge, you know, so to speak. And that's the thing. As much as... I guess my nerd knowledge, because that's what it all is, generally, because I I go across a genre. It's all based out of when I was really young, it was in horror. So I'm like, if nothing else, I have that base there. And fucking Danny's got this deep pool of knowledge. He's a cool cat. We're we're having a good time at work, bullshitting. And not just that, but when we try to sell people on movies, we tend to do it in the same way. And a lot of the times, we know that we're talking... To somebody who has no idea what the fuck this movie is that we're trying to sell them on. I'm and familiar s- with that, yeah. And so we're having to be like, okay, so, you know, the blue guy in Guards of the Galaxy, right? Yeah. And it, it was constant. Me and him are both trying to sell people movies this yeah. exact same like, way. You know, like, okay, I know that, yeah. I know that you're going to have no idea who it is if we, if we bring up fucking Michael. Yeah, Robert. you have to hit him with like some kind of pop culture reference that they'll probably get. Yeah, something you have to connect to. That's got to keep hitting them. Seven bacon, <laughs> Kevin Bacon, seven degrees game in there for a second. Yeah, and then, then yeah. eventually it'll, it'll ring a bell with them. And you're like, all right, that's the first, I guess, hook. <laughs> Let's work on the others. So. <laughs> But then it wasn't it wasn't in place till the name was in place. Oh yeah, yeah, that was my biggest question. I don't even think I've ever asked you what in the fuck is with the name. So <laughs> it's kind of strange, and I can't tie it to nothing. I don't know what the fuck's going okay. on. Which I guess is good for a name, right? I like stupid puns and just oh, like references Christ. and shit. Yeah. Oh god. And my idea behind marketing anything has always been: you, <laughs> as long as you get the name in place, you can make something else follow it. And so, right in the very early stages, this wasn't going to go ahead until we had that in place. And I agonized it over it at work for like three days, three nights. Three days and three nights of agonizing? <laughs> yeah. And I couldn't decide... God, I feel bad, because this is just showing how much of a fucking on a power trip I was making this goddamn show, putting it together. No, I mean, but, you have to will it. Here we are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, I, I need something. This can't happen unless I have a name. And I came up, I had three final choices that I just couldn't get out of my head. Have you ever mentioned the other two on the show? I absolutely have. Oh, okay. Because it's where the structure of the show came from. Oh. Because my three choices were fried squirms, which, I mean, fried worms, like go eat fried worms and shit. Like the book when we were kids? Yeah, yeah. Except squirms. Because it's fucking horror movies. And fried because we're fucking stoned as shit. Oh, I totally get it now. Yeah. So it it is fun telling that story. You know, like... Wow. Yeah. 
the play. The other two. It's either the joke is so bad I haven't gotten it, or I'm just it's. <laughs> it's so, a fucking it's, terrible joke. So but I couldn't get it out of my head. Especially once I, I once I said it in my head, I was like fried squirms. But I also had two others that I couldn't get out of my head. Guts and bolts. Guts and bolts is a good one though. I mean, at least for the segment, it works really well. And how does that make you squeal? Stupid puns. Uh, how does that make you squeal, of course, being the stupidest of the three puns? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. So he just walked up to you one day at work and was like, hey man, you want to come back to my apartment and talk into my microphones? That's like, uh, it's nothing I haven't I don't done before. A- I don't actually remember how I approached <laughs> you about this. Because like, it's kind of know. a weird thing to propose to people. No, like, I hey, think, you want to do a podcast? I think thing? you had mentioned, you know, in uh, in our discussions, of course, that you had done a previous podcast with Jesse and... I think unbeknownst to Tyler, when I was younger, I actually considered getting into radio broadcasting. Grew up listening to Harry Carey, uh, who was you know big yeah, announcer for the Cubs, yeah, yeah, yeah. and some others throughout the, my uh, my you youth. You have that bitch in baseball voice, man, for sure. Like you'd be calling, you know, balls and strikes and shit. I I didn't know oh, if I wanted balls that. for sure. Yeah, definitely. Bitch. That's that's within my realm. Nothing outside the pocket, guys. <laughs> but keep it clean. But no, I was like, you know, this would be a good avenue a good platform to talk about or just to see what happens you know see what comes to fruition what else you know do i have to lose it's like no for sure if nothing else we get to watch some really cool films and bullshit about them whether we do it in this format or not right and like other people have said too the nice thing about it is no matter what happens you always have these conversations with your friends yeah and that's what i think too it's like it's a way to share stories as a way to in a, in a i don't know maybe a cliche way it's it's an old art form in a way of sitting around sitting around a campfire yeah telling stories yeah. sharing memories and ideas with other people and it's you know it's it's communal it's fun we're getting to share with people in this day and age all over the world and it, it's i find that fascinating did you get nervous like the first time you sat down I, oh yeah i mean i think the first thing that came out of my mouth is like i'm my 30 <laughs> like the you fuck know, did the, I just say? The first episode, you know, I listened for it, too. I've listened yeah. to the first episode a couple times. Going, oh, you can definitely. sound nervous, and I don't think you sound... Well, you know, we all have... Um, we can criticize ourselves a little bit more harsher than others. That's definitely... So, you know, when I go back and listen to the, some of the old ones, I can tell, like, inflections, and I, I notice I repeated myself a lot with certain words. And I was like, wow, you could play a drinking game with how many times I said well, X word. Well, like that. I, I was, too, because yeah. you just... You don't know what to say, and you have to talk. So you have these go-tos, right. these things you always say, and you just kind of hit them. Yeah, but I think, like I said, after a while, you get... I tried re-listening to right. Reanimator and The Cell at one point, and I decided I don't really want to re-listen to any of our old episodes, because I don't like how the fuck we sound at all in those first ones, oh, I mean, compared we were, to where we got We to were now. super... You know, wet behind the ears. Oh, guys! I mean, think of early Simpsons, man. Don't even, don't even <laughs> body it. Yeah, but no, I mean, they're still fun. It's like, like says origins, proto, and then we're kind of yeah sprouting from there. Well, and that's the fun of it, and it's it's kind of like anyone now can have their own show, and, and that was a, and any show evolves. You know, exactly. no matter what it is. So it's interesting. Everyone can kind of have their own evolution in that respect. And that was the one other thing in the history was when I was thinking about the fact that I needed to have a podcast again of some kind was this time around I knew it had to have a subject. And then running into somebody who had fucking just this well of knowledge that also was a fucking turning into a good friend at the time was just an added bonus. So Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's fun, man. It's 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 a unique way of how we talk about it a lot on this show too, like whether you believe it or not is one thing. But you know, it's like how the universe kinda connects you with people and in this way we've come together oh, and, and sure. we've had our baby yeah. and this is our baby. And yeah, for sure. You know, we're trying to raise it, grow up to be respectable, but fun. 
Well, your baby's 50. <laughs> I know. Some babies grow up fast, man. <laughs> I'm going to say. <laughs> they do. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, we'll get to see how old she gets, you know? That's the fun of it. So are you guys interested in some extremely rough numbers? I crunched some numbers. All right. Oh, my God. I'm curious. I want to know now, some numbers. Look, so, okay. <laughs> I, I have some numbers as well, so maybe we'll follow up your numbers with mine. Or may, we may not go with exact numbers on this. Okay. But. Well, my numbers come with caveat that I did very rudimentary research. Some of the numbers in question I was searching for are not available for these movies. For instance, there's no box office release for, you know, like, say, what was it, imprint. Oh, okay, it right. it wasn't released. Or other things that were just shitty old movies. that Right, because, yeah, Imprint was TV. So those numbers were omitted. I omitted the Hannibal TV show because it's not a fucking movie. Okay. But just because it didn't factor in, I couldn't get the same figures, right? Oh, yeah, that's So I have a very rough, giant ballpark estimate. Also, I'm incredibly bad at math, and I've always had a bit of a blind spot for sevens. I'll give you a rough ballpark number. For okay. Seven. So this is Jesse's ballpark numbers on... Okay. How about the runtime? Of all the movies you've watched. Oh, shit. You oh, know what? Wow. I was That's gonna, probably going to be the most accurate. I was going to look that up. That's a great And question. try to bring that number myself. Right. And then I got high. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let me, let me think about this. All right. So we've seen, plus the ones we've seen in the theaters. Uh, I included It. Yeah. So that. Okay. It and like Scream. Those ones. Do you, raw? And Raw? I believe I put Raw in here as well. Okay. Okay. So we would be somewhere in the 50 range in terms of films we've watched. Oh, Jesus. Two, two hours of pop. Hundred yeah. hours. Raw was the one? I want to say, yeah, close to 100 hours at least. Um, watching. I'm going to go... I'm going to say right there at it, close to it. Between 90 and 100. I want to guess higher. And I don't know why. I actually like your reasoning a lot. I just don't want my guess to be in the same range. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say 115 hours. You're giving me a look. How fucking far off are we? All right, so from what I crunched, just the movies. Just the movies. Well, and like I said, these are low balls because some of them I couldn't find like numbers on. I tried. Okay. Oh, okay. So there's, this is a low ball estimate. But I came in at 4,234 minutes, and that's excluding Evil Dead and the Hannibal show. Right. So. And there was something else that I excluded. How, how many hours is that? That is approximately 70 and one half hours. Almost oh, shit. 80 okay. hours. So, so I, I was high. way high. Yeah, we were both high. We were well, always like high. Well, like I said, there were some things omitted. So it being a low ball, it, you know. Okay. So. Well, you know. Well, I, I mean, yeah. if you, we throw in the Hannibal show, that gets you to your numbers. Yeah, it would get really close to it. Yeah, for sure. Because that mm-hmm. has quite a bit. But you know, but you were saying like movies. That makes sense. Right. Yeah. So did you do the budget in the box office? No, I didn't oh, do any of that. God. I actually yeah, have okay. something else and. I, I'm going to make you guess on, on mine. So this is rough because I'm sure some of these numbers. Oh my gosh. I'm not sure some of them might be weekend box office numbers for their release date, and some of them might be gross. Wow. So like I said, my my math is not exact, but it's it okay. No one gives even a if it's in the ballpark. For the sake yeah. of the show, I figured it might be interesting, right? So oh, wow. So the total budget of all the like I said, the movies and the shit I didn't <laughs> exclude. What do you think it came up to? Now, I know that we've actually done a lot of very low-budget things. This is going to have a moral so this is going to be even mm. lower ball. We have actually done some very low-budget movies. So, total, we've done, what, like 50 movies, something like that? Yeah. Well, Let's you haven't see. done... Bet, and then we're not, I mean, yeah, I'm not s- there's some things that are omissions. I, I couldn't get a budget for it. So, I mean... Uh, that's a good question. Yeah, all of these are. So I came up with, and someone should. I'm going to say like total across all of those. I'm still going to say 
still only like 150 million. Mm, I was oh. thinking somewhere maybe in the 200 million range. Really? Yeah. Now that's interesting. Because what I came up with was 235.4 million dollars. Oh, okay. Now, you guys... Wait, how much was the sell, though? I guess I didn't t- take that into account. Well, it was Tossum <laughs> Singh, you know? <laughs> that that might have been... That was a kind of an expensive movie. <laughs> the sell was... Uh, had a 33 fucking million dollar budget. Okay. It's one of the higher ones. It's on a pretty movie, man. Now, uh, for instance, right below it, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, with old uh, Dennis Hopper, had only a budget of $300,000. Right. So, yeah, sure. And that's most... But it was awesome. That was, was the average... Awesome that was like the medium... You know, budget. And I, I mean, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure point. some of the people in Found were paid with like lunches. Oh yeah, I mean, it was like Found was eight thousand dollars. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, and then it was shot over the course of a year as well. So you know, a lot of weekends were dedicated <laughs> to shooting. Wow, yeah. someone really wanted that to happen. Yeah, it was, it's awesome, man. That's funny. So yeah, what about Gross now, now the box office returns? Returns. Okay. So we've got almost two hundred and. 240 million into these. All right, we, that's how much money we got invested in these films right now. How much do these babies return us? Let's think. How much do they bring home? So we have 240 in. And. Yeah, this is a low ball because of my shitty research. So oh, Jesus. This is just a rough, rough, rough guesstimate. Man, that's a lot of movies. Pick a movie, all right, all right, pick right. A movie and I'll tell you what, if you want. I'll give you a hint. Pick a movie and I'll tell you what it made. In the box office. You know, I'll, I'll, like I'll, be, I'll be ballsy just go ahead and throw a number out. All right. I'm going to say the at least from what we've seen, they probably doubled their money. So I would say knowing 240, I'm going to go 550 million. I'm going way higher than that. I'm going closer to like 1.3 billion. Yeah. <laughs> 1.8. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Our babies do really like, well. <laughs> it's like one eight nine two Jesus. nine six. Like the motherfucker's pretty close. What was our, pretty what, much two billion. What I'm was sure. the highest grossing one? Uh, let me wait. Uh, uh, would it be guess if you want. I would guess it would have to be like Jesus. Scream? I believe oh, so. Yeah, I think that's you're right. right. Shit, that one alone made Scream made hundred and seventy three million dollars in the yeah. box office. And that all right, there alone skewed the top. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Jesus. See, it's saying that the hills have eyes. What I wrote down said twenty-five million, but that's got to be like gross or something. There's no way they made that in a weekend. No, I would have been. Oh, right. That that number. Yeah. Wes Craven's first movie. There's no fucking way. So yeah, or like I said, my second. list. My list is flawed, but I thought it'd be neat to just kind of have a have a ballpark. No, it's still. I mean, and you guys guessed pretty just, fucking close for the most part. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised. I wanted to turn this one into a game because I I do have a few numbers. I'm not sure how much I'm going to make the numbers necessarily correlate. But I wanted to turn this into a game, but then I realized that Danny's been checking the stats just as much as I have lately. <laughs> yeah, we've been cheating. And so I do have... Oh, shit, now it's a game against me, right? <laughs> so, yeah. I know that you have listened to most of our episodes, if not all of them. Oh, great. And have watched quite a number of movies. And even the movies you haven't necessarily watched, you at least know pop culture buzz or not. And you just listen to a lot of podcasts anyway. Something that I know about you. Yeah. And so you sort of know a better episode from a not as good episode. So I have our top five listen to episodes. Oh, that's cool. And then I'm just running my shit and everything. See, I didn't have access to that kind of data. Right. Oh, yeah. There's actually a number of ties. I did want to just include everything because in the top five and count the ties as well. So I actually have the top seven. And so that just just ups the odds for you, I suppose. 
Okay. I don't really have anything you could fucking win. But I want to see if you could maybe guess some of the seven. Just yeah, for... all right. Let's yeah, let's play fucking put Jesse on the spot. It's my favorite game. Let's do it. Yeah. All right. Is it open book? Can I use my notes? You you can use your notes if you want. You <laughs> yeah, can, you, you can, can take a look at whatever. You, need. you can. Uh, I just I have these right here. Uh, I just want to see if you hit. How long it takes you to hit any of the top seven? <laughs> oh, the top seven of. What our episodes have been listened to. Oh, you just want me to guess what they are? I just, yeah, I just want to get yeah. you to fucking Oh, guess. shit. Just take his time. Oh, yeah. All right. Fine. Like I said, I wanted to turn this into a game, but then I realized that I can't because Danny fucking checks the stats just as much as me. I do. So. Well, you tell me about this app, and yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> it becomes addictive. Just, you know, it's nice to have a reference. And so, so all I have is making you guess, but I do have um, them written down. So. All right. Well, my first guess, I'm going to guess Scream. No. Really? Yeah. I'm pretty sure it actually is in the top ten, but I only have top seven here. It's in top ten. It falls just right outside of top sounds, seven. Sounds close. <laughs> really yeah. close. It's definitely not the Keeps Tapes. That is in the... Is it really? That's tied for number three. There's two movies at number two and two movies at number three. It's one of the movies at number three. Uh-huh. <laughs> Somehow... Uh, that is amazing to me. Uh, by the it way, just shows, like, people uh, like I believe it just had a Blu-ray release. Yes, which this I movie that we helped. had to pi- we had to pirate to watch it. Do you think for years the- and years and years? Yeah. It finally got a release, though, did it not? Yes, yes, it got a Blu-ray release. So you uh, think people just don't want to watch the movie, but they they can listen to you guys describe it, and it's kind of like experiencing, but it's okay because it's like a bedtime story. <laughs> yeah, perhaps. Uh, just, just, I mean. <laughs> We hope I, so. I could fall. I mean, couldn't you fall asleep watching Poughkeepsie tapes? Just, just knowing without all those annoying people talking in between. If it was just the tapes, <laughs> if it was just girls on balloons, if yeah, it was I'd just probably, girls on balloons, I'd probably sleep like a baby. <laughs> um, Pop it. <laughs> so these are the your most listened to episodes. Yeah. So statistically, the older ones are going to have a chance of being on the list because they've been up longer, thus have more chance to be listened right. to. Right, but I'm also, I'm, I'm counting on you to be able to hit most of these because you also have a knowledge of, like, what people know. What do people like? Alright, so I'm going to go with Reanimator for sure the first episode. People must listen to that a lot. Number four. Okay. It's actually, if you don't count the ties, you know, and you go straight top five mm-hmm. because of the ties, right. it's not on there anymore. That's right. It just got edged out. Oh damn! Got rubbed out because we we actually in the last like two months had two movies surprisingly oh. shoot very high up. Yeah, Pakeetsi tapes being one of yes, them. You definitely. already hit it. Right. And there's one other movie that I can't fucking. I think it's probably because I can't explain it all over this person. I can't fucking explain it. If that gives you a hint. No, because now he's gonna guess fucking Tusk because he was here to hear the sl- slobbering. Yeah. Oh yeah, was that it? No. No. Oh. <laughs> well. <laughs> Like I was baited. You're saying we do a lot of slopping. <laughs> you guys do do a lot, but that's kind of the purpose of the show. Yeah, right? for sure. God. Maybe I'll just list them and we'll see how surprised you are. It wasn't it, right? No. How about this? All right, down at the bottom, number seven. Right. Savage Land. Oh shit! I forgot about that one. Yeah, and that, that was a great one. That was actually in our top three for a long, a long time. time. Yeah, I'm sure. And it's only very recently because of some of these very weird. I can't explain it. Like I said, Poughkeepsie tape suddenly got like yeah. a shit ton of listens very yeah, recently. Yeah, that one like you surprised the shit out of us. Fucks. Yeah. Yeah. What the hell's the matter with you? Uh, not just that, but martyrs. Not enough to get into the oh, top, no, but martyrs it's recently. In there. Somebody top very, ten is very interesting. Sick fucks, really. <laughs> well, yeah, I yeah, totally would have like guessed them. Savage Land too, but I totally fucking forgot about it because that was a really good episode. You guys nailed that shit. 
Man, that I think for at least for me, knowing that we got a chance to talk to Simon. And yeah, if you want to talk Jesus. about like highlights of this past fifty that's episodes, probably, that's probably. I mean, dope. in my opinion, the single best. You guys is bright, shining, fucking moment. Like as podcasters, you fucking that was your episode. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned. Plus, that was a good movie. You watched it with me. Oh my god, the movie was the movie was fantastic, and the had the director right. Yeah, yeah, Simon. Yeah, to have him call in and just. He was awesome too. He was so lively, and he gave such a good episode. You couldn't stop. He's such a great accent. Uh, everybody, oh, yeah. go can, uh, go check out the movie Savage Land. By the way, yeah, and it's and up on big Amazon. ups to Simon again. Probably more important now than ever too. With you know, fucking idiot in the White House. Yeah, I think if <laughs> if you have uh, Amazon Prime, especially if you're a Prime member, Savage Land is up on it's Prime. Up free. I watched yeah. just the other night. So actually. check it out. God. Okay. Yeah. Then we hit Reanimators number six. Right. Number five. Why did you? Sorry, we can go five four. I mean, why did you guys decide to do Reanimator as the first one? Like, what made you? Oh, that's a good one. I could answer it for myself, but I mean, if if Tyler, I has, mean, like, did you well, go go for it? it. I want to. We okay. well, we discussed it a little bit. It very much was a very solid choice, but I do want to point out that it was also kind of a weird choice because we put out the first three episodes all on the same day. We sure did. Oh, we dropped three at one time. We originally had the idea. <laughs> oh. The idea was originally to have one episode in the bank all the time. It's a good plan. And so we had two episodes done, mm-hmm. uh, Reanimator and Visitor Q. And then I can't really remember. I, I feel like there was some reason we couldn't get shit online as quickly as we wanted to. I couldn't remember for yeah. sure. I can't remember the two either. <laughs> um, There's always some fucking hang up with technology, right? But we were able to continue our normal recording schedule. Yeah, and that and was... so then we we recorded Wizard of Gore. Yeah, and we had all three recorded, and everything was ready to go. The SoundCloud was set up, the website was set up, everything could go live, and it was Halloween, so we were like, "Let's go big!" Like this yeah, is fucking man. horror. How we have three episodes. Let's just drop them all and, and start big. So. Yeah. They can binge listen on Halloween. Right. Yeah, why not? Which, of course, is, is a fucking terrible idea. Like, movies do terribly <laughs> on Halloween. Uh, I was probably one of the only people to go watch Zack and Mary make a porno on Halloween day. but Really? That's pretty awesome. Well, it's always the right time to watch that movie. Right. Yeah. It's a terrible time for, for a movie to drop is Halloween weekend. There's Oh, I mean, there's so much going on. Yeah. But... We decided to go big anyway, dropped three, yeah. then had to try to keep up. Well, it was easy, like I said, because we were going bi-weekly at the time, and then we were like, fuck this shit. So. Yeah. You know, and that's interesting, too. Cause but when, Reanimator, sorry. Oh, yeah. That was uh, it. Uh, <laughs> that's right, yeah. Like, I'm getting ahead of myself. But, no, when I was thinking of Reanimator like, being one of the first ones, it was kind of the same thing with Visitor Q in the early stages. It's like, all right, this is a very cultish film. You get to talk about Jeffrey Combs, you know. Oh, yeah. Who's fucking... Just fucking super insane. dope, you know? Yeah. yeah, it's Herbert West. And we get to talk about Stuart Gordon, and we get to talk about H.P. Lovecraft, which I think that was something else we shared in common as yeah, well, is knowing time. about Lovecraft. So I was like, man, you know, it's one of those films, too, that came out in the 80s, right? It's aged, you know, it's somewhat. Aged. <laughs> yeah, but it's, yeah. But it's still one of those, like, for me, it was one of those that struck a chord, especially when I saw it. I think probably saw it in the early 90s. Oh, really? Yeah. So, I mean, I was exposed to a lot of these films early on. Right. But that was always one that stuck around, too. That and another one we did later on, but this one specifically. So that'd be a really fun one. And I think that's one we watched prior to even recording, too. I think we watched that one and then came in and recorded. 
Oh yeah, and then we immediately decided that that was not. The I was way like, to do it. whoa, yeah. I was like, that's kind of. It was. It was a little overkill too. Right. I mean, because we. What's well, a lot of time? It is a lot of time to yeah. consume. Yeah. Now for me, I wanted to do Reanimator first because I kind of thought it set a good tone. I completely agree. I think it was a great choice. Like Danny said, it is definitely cultish. I love the fact that it's Lovecraft related. I fucking love me some Lovecraft. Yeah, dude. Um, but beyond that, like, it gets, like, weirdly super gory at times, Mm -hmm. but there's still a lot of comedy in it, which is, I mean, the exact same reasons that we chose Dead Alive as number two. Oh, that's, that was the other one I was gonna say, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like, it's another, it's another one of those, you get to talk about Peter Jackson, a film that a lot of people probably don't know that he directed. I feel like, I'm pretty sure that we talked about doing Dead Alive as number one. Right. And we decided... We didn't want to fuck that episode up by making it number one. Right, yeah. But we felt like Lovecraft, I can talk about Lovecraft, no problem. Like, whatever. So I I knew that there was something we could fall back on. So it was like a good intro for both of you. Like, it Mm kind of hit a chord for both of you also, which kind of was a good way to be like, hey, here's here's who we are, and here's the fucking movie. Two, having a little bit of a background knowledge and growing up seeing that film and, like I said, having it struck that chord, that was also something I could talk about. You know, like how it influenced me later on to even want to talk about it in the first place on this show. So it, it's one I always like to revisit, you know, regardless of when I get to revisit it. And there actually is generally a reason why we try to hit every movie. Those first three, I very much remember. It wasn't the original plan to drop them all at once, but they were very specifically picked out because we wanted first to establish. Like the weird culty, the old pulp inspired with a Lovecraft, right, like exactly. that. This is the stuff we dig on. Plus, there was some weird gore and shit. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, <laughs> in the top three, think about Wizard of War too. It's like that's it's a little old school, you know. And well, that's the thing because then the our awesome. second one is Visitor Q, <sighs> which we very specifically talked about the fact that we immediately wanted to go foreign. And fucked up. For our second movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, that's a good point. Because there is a lot of really good foreign horror movies. Oh, yeah. We've both really dug damn near every one we've seen. I I, I'd like to think that we've hit on some really good ones. It was one that you recommended by a director that I already really dig. Yeah. So it was a very natural choice. And then Wizard of Gore was very specifically chosen because sometimes with... As uh, as hard to watch as as some of the old movies are at times, it's always been something that we wanted to establish history on this show. Exactly. And Wizard of Gore. It's a foundational film for oh, sure. Yeah, definitely. And unfortunately, at the time. Oh, that's another good point. Yeah. Uh, Herschel Gordon Lewis had just passed. Yeah. So, so it fit in perfectly. Oh, that's right. We were like, this is a foundational movie. Without this, we wouldn't get a lot of spl- gore. I mean, yeah, splatter. Yeah. Splatter leads straight to fucking gore porn and torture porn and shit. Oh, yeah. But just a lot of the other ideas about effects and the way to present the things in general across film. And, you, I mean, you wouldn't even get Dead Alive without the splatter films. Yeah, and then it also kind of inspires a lot of, you know, to talk about different platforms. It could also inspire, like, video games and things to come in the future, you know? Oh, right. Whether, you know, it was as intense or not. And, not gonna lie... I also kind of wanted to do that because I knew it was mentioned in Juno, and I was going to kind of hope to pull in the hipster audience when they were searching for shit on the oh, fucking... Fucking <laughs> 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 A. 
But you know, it's like I said, it's one of those two. It's you get to talk about an icon, and just so coincidentally, which is it happens a lot on the show. Unfortunately, too, we talk about a lot of passings. You、oh, know, because、yeah. now,、Parks. yeah, it's like. It's one of those things too, you know. It kind of brings it home that you know these are real people too. You know, yeah, they're icons in in this genre, but no, they have lives. Yeah, exactly. They're people too. Right. You know, it's a little bit closer to home, I suppose, especially when you've grown up with them. Oh yeah, watch them on TV and shit. Yeah, right. But actually, just about every episode is actually chosen for a very specific reason. Even if it's just like, "Fuck, I'm fucking depressed." Like, let's lighten it up. Like, oh yeah, this has been you, you、oh, got to dig yourself. It's been out a of that, lot of、right? fucking heavy movies in a row. Let's Mars will get you like that. I mean, that's for sure. There's some heavy ones we've covered. Oh, you oh know? my god, yeah, like Poughkeepsie Tapes. We talked about, for instance. That's oh, that's a hard fucking movie to watch. Oh, by the way, moving back up the list. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good point. Five, Friday the Thirteenth, final chapter, which I think was actually our number one for a long time. It was. Time. It certainly was. Now I think you and I chose that one specifically because of two specific people in general. Now that you had、uh, Corey, or、oh. is it is it Feldman or him? I always get those two mixed up. Is it? Fe- I think it's Feldman. It's Corey Feldman. There's the dead one and the live. No, that's Corey、right? Feldman. Well. I, I wanted it because it was one with Crispin Glover. That exactly. So. Oh, he does the dance, right? That's all、oh, he does the、yeah. dance. Yeah. That was the one I'm gonna need too. So you、uh, get Corey and you get Crispin Glover. You gotta talk about the Crispin Glover.、Dance. Yeah, dude,、That's, for fucking sure. Oh. And it's a great film. It's a really good film. And we also felt that it was necessary to do, if we were going to talk about Jason, then it was necessary to do one where he actually wears the mask. Yeah. Oh yeah. Which ruled out the first two. For sure. Third because, one, because we wanted we wanted to talk about him as an icon and not about his story origins necessarily. Right. Yeah. Wanted full blown. Yeah. More about where he set into everything, especially because it was the middle of our slashers. And what helped too, at least in my viewing experience of that leading into that episode, is I had watched the first, second, and third one leading up to the fourth one. Oh right. Like successively. You know, just to see how they all fit in. I did that this year too on Halloween. You know, and I felt like the third one—it's entertaining, but it has these weird. It has a weird tie-in into the whole story frame. Right. And the fourth one, like I said, you get to talk about Glover, and you get to talk about、uh, Corey Feldman, and the hockey mask, and then not only that, but it spawned one of my favorites. It continues the story of Tommy Jarvis. Oh yeah, that's right.、Tommy、you know,、Jarvis. and my favorite one's Part Six, and this is an adult Tommy Jarvis. It's Which we'll、favorites. get to in the next fifty. By the way, that's already that we don't know、film. where on the lineup yet. But yeah, it'll find a place somewhere.、Uh, Tommy Jarvis is a playable character in that video game that just came out. There you、it's、go. Crazy. Four is Poughkeepsie Tapes, as we keep mentioning. Right. Now、Sick、here we、movies. go. Top three. Yeah. <laughs> Top three. Number three, Halloween. Really? Well, fuck yeah. Yeah. If you're doing a horror movie podcast, that's kind of you know. And that was fun, man. Got to talk about Loomis. Tied with that, Donald Sutherland, or no, Pleasance. Donald Pleasance. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Well, I guess these are both tied at number two, but Nightmare on Elm Street. Fuck yeah! But then number one, surprisingly, out of fucking nowhere, I love this though too. I love it so much. Yeah, House of a Fucking Thousand Corpses. Really? Yeah. Hell yeah. Weird. Yeah, like I said, we slobbed all over Rob Zombie. I know in our early episodes. Oh, that's right. For a long time. <clears throat> well, and that's like your fucking jam too. So、oh, that、yeah. could be your number one episode. Like that's pretty cool. Who would have thought it? Yeah, I'm just hoping when Devil's Rejects rolls around, it gets as many listens because we're going to be doing that. Yeah, we can't help but do that film. We're both classics, but you know, I think too, like both of us being that eager and like we experimented leading up into that episode and 
That didn't really pan out. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah, because that was the mushroom episode. It was Devil's Rejects, right? No, it was no, House no. of a Thousand was Corpses. House. So oh. we had to redo that episode. We had to redo it because yeah. it wasn't usable. Oh, my gosh. Really? No. No. Well, what happened, We guys? drifted. I felt oh. like I was drifting. It was bad. I don't know that I've heard this story. Yeah, go listen to the House of a Thousand again. We talked about well, it. Well, yeah. I mean, oh. You, oh, okay. I mean I'll, I'll recount it. Uh, this it's is fun. We were too lazy to pull clips for our 50th, so this will suffice for our clip show. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Before doing our House of a Thousand Corpses episode, we're like, well, we are the fried squirms. We could do other drugs. Yeah, why not? I have some mushrooms. Let's. It'd be really easy. <laughs> let's. Oh, yeah, uh, focused. God, let's. Well, we want to make sure that we're broomed if we're doing it. Too. So. We want to be fried if we're doing it. So let's do the hero amount and go a full eighth of shrooms each. Oh. Yeah, we were heroes that day for sure. How long did that episode wind up being? Oh, we recorded about 15 to 20 minutes. I think we got into some of the guts and bolts we were talking about. We got into a little bit of the guts and bolts. I think I was talking about Karen Black and I started drifting. (laughs) Yeah, it got to the point where neither of us, we, we were both drifting off and it was taking us like forever. 10 seconds between words. So you guys are going to tag that on to the end of this one, right? For everyone to hear, like an uh, outtake. I might be able to do that. That would be that would be kind of funny. Give them a little taste of what happens. I haven't even listened to it. <laughs> God, I bet it's fucking hilarious. I can do that. This is the fiftieth episode. We got a request. I'll do that. Yeah, we can fulfill that. <laughs> I don't know if it's worth listening to because it's us trying to do an episode and seriously just trailing off. Oh it's gosh. not like we're saying anything funny or like, oh god, something no, like this weird's like, happening. But uh, I will on? say, if you want to hear the story the rest of the day, we then are oh, like, well, maybe it, we'll even out and we can come back to try to do the, the episode here once we evened out a little bit. So we go out, go out to my couch and we open up fucking YouTube. Oh, wow. We listened to, uh... And we tried putting on... Assault and Precinct 13. Yeah, we're like, well, let's listen to some John Carpenter, but... Oh, yeah. Let's not go, like, full-on horror. Fuck. Assault on Precinct 13 soundtrack. Also Escape from New York. It's a good They're, they're fucking dope, but yeah. it's, like, it's super Carpenter's intense. shit, dude. Yeah, they're, they're super intense. <laughs> it's like, all right, we listened to that. It was kind of... I felt like, all right... This yeah, we got, we got a little bit into that. <laughs> oh. And, and shit was starting to get a little was. bit... <coughs> this is my choice for whatever reasons. I think it was in the uh, up next list. <laughs> you want to tell him? It was the uh, Prince's. Is it Bat Dance? Oh my Bat fucking Dance. god! From '89's fucking Batman. Oh yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, there's so much that goes on in that video. Wait, Bat Dance is on YouTube? Oh yeah, it's brilliant. Oh awesome! Prince is dead, motherfucker. Try it on a hero's dose. <laughs> I don't know if I want to do that. <laughs> Hey, there's a lot going on. <laughs> there's a lot. To be honest, Bad Dance was kind of starting to make me not have that fun of a time. But Yeah, it was kind of intense. What, were you like freaking out on Bad Dance while you were tripping balls? I never got quite to the point where I was freaking out, but what was your I was like, it was still coming on really strong at that point, yeah. too. And I think that's when it really was like ascending. And that's when we really had the bad idea. Yeah, we chose something else to watch. We wanted to watch a series. We're like, whatever, okay. Because we still had it in our mind that we were going to come back to do the episode. Yeah. So we wanted to keep it (laughs) horror-themed. So 
There's been a few times, and we actually have to get back at it, oh, motherfucker, yeah, by the way. That's true. Because we haven't true. finished it yet. After these episodes, sometimes as we're unwinding and kicking back and trying to decide what we're going to do next, I've been making Danny here go through the Helsing Ultimate anime series. Oh, yeah. Fucking dope. I mean, people might be familiar with Helsing from their older series. I've noticed not as many people are as familiar with the Ultimate series, which ties in a lot more closely to the manga. Whereas the older anime sort of started doing its own thing after, like, the second episode or so. Ultimate, far better in my opinion. But not only that... It's intense. The drugs were coming on really strong, and we were watching a Nazi vampire army attack London and eat babies. Yeah, and I felt, like, times in the room... The shadows were a little bit more shadowy, <laughs> you know. It's like they were taking on a. Boy, I fucking form. hate when that happens. <laughs> it's like, wow, this is heavy shit. Nazi <laughs> vampires were attacking London, burning it to the ground, and literally like chomping on babies in front of it's... our eyes on the screen. Yeah, and the drugs were coming on really strong, and neither of us, I think, were having a very good time at that no, point. It's just like, so intense. I just picture you two like Shaggy and Scooby just like holding each other when they shake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We decided at that point to turn that the fucking off. And then I really just kind of wanted to like get outside for a bit. So we took a walk to the park. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> that was fun. I was just really paranoid. There was a lot of people. It was like the middle of the day, you know. Was, there, the any, was there anybody actually there? There were people on the fringe of the park. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if there was anybody in the park, but... Not necessarily, like, where we were at. Okay, this is turning into Welcome to Nightville, boys. <laughs> <laughs> but while I was outside, things did start to get a bit Seussian yeah, oh for yeah, me for sure. and my vision, which was kind of awesome. I, I was mean, having you mean kind of like, a good time. Dr. Seuss? Yeah. Not like John Philip Sousa. No, 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 like Dr. Seuss. <laughs> and I kind of, I mean, I wanted to speak for the trees. All right, so... Uh, but we, I mean, our, the walk was maybe only like 15 minutes or so. Yeah, it wasn't, we didn't stay out too long. Uh, and then we came back to the apartment and turned on the office and watched it for probably like four and a half hours straight. Yeah, it was, we watched it for a good bit. So you guys like worked at the office for a while? Well, see, once the office was on, I was kind of in my happy place for sure, because... It's a great show. I can't say that I could, uh, recite those episodes, and I feel bad because I've watched them enough times that I should be able to. Uh, I think I... That's just a failing in myself as a person. However, Danny had a different experience yeah, with so at I least had, one of the episodes. I had a, a Danny moment. That's <laughs> like... I don't know what that is. I think it was the, the first episode we were watching. I felt like the episode that I was watching were... Like, the actual characters on the show were also on Mushrooms for that episode. I'm like, hold on. He thought that the plot of the episode yeah. was that they were on Mushrooms. <laughs> yeah. Just because, I, for me, because of some of the, the dialogue and the mannerisms they had, because they were, like, kind of mocking each other. I mean, they always do that, don't get me wrong. But oh, that's fucking funny. Yeah, I was like, hold on. <laughs> I was focusing way too much on what was going on. So you were probably really entertained. You were probably really entertained. Oh, I was. It's like... When, you know, when Tyler told me they weren't, I was like, wow. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> yeah, so we had a good time. You know, we had a we had an interesting venture into that. And then we just, uh, you know, recorded the actual episode next week. Yeah. And then, you know, because we wanted to actually do the episode. Because we had been talking about it for so long. And it's like, you know, we have to do it. We have to do well, it. Oh, yeah. We had our notes. We were ready. Right, oh, for sure. Just a, we just had an experience. Just too much, huh? <laughs> yeah, Oof. we had an experience. But yeah, that tops out our number one episode. Wow, that's uh, weird. That came out of nowhere. 
the other ones I'm not too surprised about, but that first one, yeah, right out of the blue, huh? Now, I also have one other set of numbers. Okay. Our lowest listened to episodes. Oh, I know what they are. <laughs> the Hall of Shame episodes. Two if of you the, could guess. the bottom two. I know what they are. I'm not going to say what the bottom I'm not two. Gonna, I'm not going to guess. You guys just tell me. All right. Uh, it's working our way down. The five lowest. So this is like when you guys suck the most? Yeah. Okay. Apparently. I don't necessarily suck. I just think maybe the people aren't familiar with the films. So it's it's the other people's problem. Well, I, I, it's just I'm saying. I, mean, I think it depends on the film. I think it does. I think it's whether it's accessible and whether or not people have seen it. I would completely agree. So, Which finder general? Okay. Right. Belco experiment. That's relatively that, new. Yeah, that's too. pretty new. So. And yeah. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. Like, <laughs> As we say, I would say that it's not. Yeah, our, I seem to like that one very much. It's, it's not our our yeah. the, the brightest star I we've done. So the far. Uh, the consensus was. Uh, Go watch Battle Royale, right? <laughs> yeah. That's, I would prefer you go do that. Watch them both. I still liked it. I'd enough say to watch, watch it once. Roy- well, I'd say watch Experiment and then watch Royale, and then you'll know why we say Royale. Because <laughs> if you watch Royale first, you'll turn off at Belco. <laughs> Kronos. Yeah. Oh. Which, I love that film. It's a GDT, Del Toro. Right, yeah. It's first film. And it was one, you know, we were doing Vampires, and I was thinking, well, there's... You know, ones that I was thinking this angle is like I want to do one that I haven't seen before either, and I want to do one that maybe leads other people to want to maybe be interested in it because they're familiar with Del Toro. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, so I was like, you know, this is his first film. Yeah, all kinds of shit. Check this one out, and it's a vampire. It's a unique vampire film too. Not your traditional Dracula at all. Not your grandfather's Dracula. Not your grandfather's Dracula. Yeah, but it was a fun film. I liked it. Now, this isn't the lowest, but it hurts me that it's even in the bottom, especially with how much I actually ended up loving that movie. Blackula. Yeah. Really? So, I listened to that episode, and you guys said something that... Was Blackula the fucking king of cartoons? Fuck yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, motherfucker. He was the king of cartoons. Man, I laughed my ass off. (laughs) That is just great. Yeah, man. It's like, fuck yeah, Pee Wee Herman, dude. I want to see a Blackula remake with Larry Fishburne. Larry, don't call me. Yeah. <laughs> he was Cowboy Curtis, man. They hung right? out together. That's exactly. weird. Dude, oh, and it's actually really good. It's People go film. watch Blackula. It's funky as shit. Don't stay away from it because it's black exploitation. Oh, black exploitation no. is not a bad word. It's we're, not. We're going to be coming back to Blackula here in a little I love that. I have. Okay, cool. So. And then, this does not surprise me one bit. <laughs> I, I called this from the get go, but we needed to finish it. Hannibal Season 3. Yeah. It's the lowest listened to episode. But you know what? I believe it. Because it was kind of the You You kind of have to have gone through the entire series. Right. In order to, to, to even give a shit. Maybe at one point the Fanables will catch on. Hey, Fanables, please, you know, go listen to those episodes. Too. I know that you're on there. I know that you're out there in the fucking internet. You fucking Tumblr and Reddit and all those fucking places. Fanables? Yeah. Yep. That's the, the hardcore fans of Hannibal. Fanables. Oh, the hardcore motherfucking fans of Hannibal. Yeah. Damn, skippy. Right on. And I understand why, because it's an amazing show. Go watch it. Also, that. Yes. <laughs> Brian Fuller. Shit. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, you're right. Fuller. Brian sorry, Fuller. Yeah. Brian Fuller. singer in my mind. But yes, Fuller. No, 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 no not we Singer. We, we don't we're we're not talking anymore. about Singer right now. Who? No, 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 no. <laughs> Sorry. And that that's all I have for numbers. That's, I would say this, you know, looking at them too, it's like, it, it's a nice spread too. It's like, yeah. there's a lot that are creeping up into the uh, the upper 
realms of where we. I mean, I, yeah, I, I don't want to say the actual numbers because no. I don't want people to know how unpopular we are. Nah, not <laughs> that either, man. And so I'll put it this way: like looking at how many times we've been listened to throughout the year too, I'm like, that's that's pretty. I mean, I've listened to it quite. I think I've listened to all of them at least once. Sometimes I'll revisit just to see what the hell we said. Right. You know, and it's fu- to me some of that shit's funny. I like listening to. Some are like, man, I can't believe we said that. Right. Well, like I said, you forget. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that was funny. So, uh, so yeah, I most time don't listen to them. I'll admit it right now. That's okay. I'm like, I live through it, motherfuckers. Yeah. No. Right. Old man's got it. He's, you know, I'm getting up there. Uh, there, uh, there is one that I re-listen to though, and I, I mean, I don't want to toot my own horn a little bit, but. Savage Land's a high point, and then if oh, I have man, if oh, I have man. to throw out another high point, it's well. Actually, I do like listening to that episode because I love listening to him talk. Oh yeah, that's it's, Simon's awesome, dude. Simon is amazing. Thank you again, Simon, for yeah. coming on the show. That was a lot of fun. If you're still listening to us, I hope you're still listening to us. That would no, be we're awesome. gonna plug him. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, that was a great episode. What was the? You know, that was like what eighteen and a half, I think, our episode or something. Something like that. Like that. Yeah, we had to put it out as a special because it was in the middle of the slashers, and I can remember that one because that was like right before I went to Portland to go see Radiohead. I got to listen to that episode going to Portland. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh man, we we did pretty good, man. <laughs> I like, damn, we didn't sound like a bunch of retards. I mean, no, no offense, it like, we didn't sound we didn't sound like we were we didn't know what we were talking about. I say I didn't no. sound as on the spectrum as normal, <laughs> right? Um, but the other high point that I re-listened to the episode and I will probably listen to it again at some point is our shining episode. Oh, oh my gosh! Yeah, that was a good I one. love that episode. That, that was a lot of fun. I please people go listen to that one. Sync it uh, up with The Shining. Like listen yeah, along with classic us. film. You get the we had a lot of fun. We recorded a commentary, motherfucker. I started talking to this motherfucker because of a commentary. Yeah, it's true. We all recorded right. a commentary. Do you want to come on for a commentary sometime? You should. <laughs> yeah, dude. What movie? Totally. I totally. I don't know. We'll figure out. We'll something figure it out. out. Yeah, definitely. So I was going to ask with yeah. the Savage Land episode. I mean, it was the first time you'd had anybody call in. First and only time. So far. There must have been, like, technical issues. There must have been hiccups and oh. bullshit. That, or was it just... Like, how'd you guys do that? I wouldn't know how to do that. Tyler, I'm, this is you. I thought it was going to be easy. Like, I felt like this was the sort of thing that people do all the time, right? Well, yeah. And... Like, I'm not an idiot when it comes to this online game. Like, some of these things are still kind of new to me. Like, I don't know how to use all the Twitter and Instagram and shit. We're trying to, but... Yeah, I mean, we're, you know... I'm trying. But I don't know if some of this shit... Maybe there's a, a lot easier way than what I was doing that all these other podcasters do. But I searched around online, and I couldn't find... It turns out that recording one side of a fucking conversation online is really easy to do. Recording both sides at once is kind of a pain in the fucking ass. I know that, like, the end of the Echo Boys do it all the time, too. We really could have just asked them, I suppose. And I think I did ask Ryland. I don't think he gave me any good answers. I think he just sold me some fucking chocolate milk. (laughs) That's Uh, okay, too. Told me what Trent Reznor would play right there. (laughs) Because I think Clark phone skypes his in all the time yeah That's recording cool. one side of a skype conversation is super simple recording both sides is a fucking pain in the ass if you don't know what you're doing and i definitely do not know what i'm doing and so i worked on it for like eight hours only figuring out exactly what i had to do what i was closest to being able to do with the equipment i had because i did have just like a fucking mess of different cables and shit that i saved up over the years right. like Try to save at least always one of these. Who knows what I'll need this. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. 
So I had a shit ton of adapters and stuff, and I'm like, well, it looks like I can do this and it would work. I just have to go get a couple more things. And I'm definitely going to need Danny's laptop as well. And so I called him down. I'm like, I'm not sure if this will work for sure, but this is our shot. Yeah. We ran around town trying to find the last couple adapters I needed because we didn't have time to fucking Amazon them in at that point because it was the next day. And we didn't want to fucking waste Simon's time and shit. Yeah. Yeah. We had appointments that needed to be met. Oh, yeah. And then Danny sort of came over and was really good about hanging out with my cat and sort of listening to me fucking cast at our computers for, <laughs> like, two hours. I mean, but we did the, uh, the you know, the cold calls or the hard calls, you know, just to see if it, it was syncing up, if it was oh, working. Oh, I got you right. You know, too. But there was still only so much that we could test with it being just our computers anyway. Right. We, we didn't, didn't know. know for sure if it was still going to work out. Right. Exactly. Simon did call before the episode we mentioned, and we talked for a little bit. Such a super cool guy. Oh, man. Um, and we did ran a little test, and that's how we knew it was going. Yeah. And then he called in on the show, and everything worked fine the next day. But that was all the, the day before, and I think a little bit of setup uh, in the hour before he called. Yeah, but. And, and, you know, we, we wanted to be prepared, you know, for the what-ifs. But, you know, it's one of those things, too. It's like, you know, what are your chances of being in that stage, you know, of doing podcasts? And, like, first off, it's amazing and I really appreciate the people who do listen to us. You know, we hopefully wanted to get out further, of course. But oh, yeah. it's another thing for somebody who's actually done a film, who's, you know, written it with partners and produced it and, you know, put all that effort into it. And they reached out to us, you know. And I'm I know, like, that's incredible, man. That I, blew my mind. It's kind of like, did I just, uh, you know, no, shoot right. a load right in my pants? Yeah. <laughs> you know? So it's we like would, validation, right? Totally. It's, of course, it's super humbling. And, you know, it's like, man, this is a really cool opportunity. You know, hopefully not fuck it up, of course, but just an opportunity to get to talk to somebody in the field and get to share, you know, an interest in something that they produced. Right. You know, and I get to do it with Tyler. It's cool. That's awesome. Right? That's killer. Well, and, oh, my God. That whole Savage Land process, though, was still just a, that initial email, though, too. Super surreal. Not just surreal, but there was also the trepidation before we got to watch the movie of like, this is an indie horror movie. That this could be horseshit. Yeah, I mean, then then, uh, what are we? I don't want to send back the email like, "Mm, you might not want me talking about this because I don't really want to lie about it for you, man. Like, yeah, I mean, I don't don't know you, man. So I'm sorry, but (laughs) don't get me wrong, but. You know, for me, too, I mean, I, I've been open about it, too. It's like, for me, it's like, i got to check this out to see if this is real, first and foremost. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You're not you know, I don't know if this is fucking spam or what the shit this is. Oh, yeah. I started checking it out, and then I was like, oh, wow, this is there's actually articles written with these gentlemen. And I was like, all right, this is a real thing. <laughs> so, and, who called, like, the first phone conversation, I guess? Who, who called who? Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, did the, you guys call this guy? Like, hey, well, no, it, it was actually email exchanges. Right, but you talked to him on the phone eventually, right? No, uh, Skype. Of. Skype was the only time. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, there was it, no like phone, it was phone a real conversation. Quick process it was all email too. and Skype. Oh, okay. What do you What do you think? It happened within like a two week cycle or something. Yeah, like something that? like that. It happened within two weeks, or it was quick. It was like sudden. It was quick, but uh, you know, we got access to the film, got to watch it. And it was 
it's really good. You know, I was like, wow, this is... Yeah, Savage Land is fantastic. Yeah, yeah and it hits on all these really cool points. By the way, know. people go watch Shit. Savage Land. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah, I, I don't want to stress that enough. Pump that one out, too. Like I said, once again, it's on Prime. Yeah, um, Amazon Prime. I didn't write anything down. Like I Not said, I only had those certain things, but I was thinking about it in my head a little bit. Like, man, what were my favorite movies that I ran across in these first 50? Right. And I'm like, well, Savage Land has to be in my top three for sure. Because oh, no. that came oh. out of nowhere. Those pictures in that are still fucking creepy when I think back on them. Oh, my God. The yeah, photographs? I, all the time. I want like yeah. a big blown up one to keep on the wall, like a painting. Yeah, even rewatching it and sort of knowing all that's coming, like I don't like them that much. Like it's so creepy in the in the context, and oh, they did such a good job in that movie. That, Way to go, guys! That security camera footage of Salazar sitting in the room, just oh, yeah. kind of staring off into space. Yeah, I mm-hmm. thought was fucking terrifying. You know, and then having the knowledge of it, knowing you know how and why these people were cast, it's like wow, this is yeah. you know, there's so many cool things we got to talk about. Check the episode out. Oh, we were talking about, like, our favorites, too, right? Oh, shit. Uh, Martyrs. Fuck yeah, dude. Martyrs. Now, that was one I had seen, and that was one Tyler had not seen. I was like, ooh. Right. We gotta talk about Martyrs. Because we wanted to do, you know, we, we do like to go a little bit, you know, into the realms. Oh, yeah. And pull out some nasties. Deep cuts. <laughs> you know, not that it's yeah. Just, yeah, it's a deep cut for sure. Well, and I love some of these movies you, uh, like... Oh, if you have little kids, you know, there's blood and gore, and you kind of know what to watch out for. Well, yeah, for sure. And then you get a movie like Cannibal Holocaust or a movie like that, and you're like, well, yeah, there's all kinds of nasty shit in this one. You probably shouldn't <laughs> keep a kid even anywhere near this movie. Yeah. But that was the thing. Like, Martyrs, as I say in the episode... Yeah, it's an adult fucking film. <laughs> uh, is probably... I mean, 50 movies in, it's still the darkest movie we've done. Oh, yeah, I would totally agree with uh, that. It's the most nihilistic movie I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. But it's so fantastic that I've been looking for excuses to rewatch it. It's so bad that I do not want to just sit down and watch it for pleasure. <laughs> yeah, that's not really a pleasure film. But I do want to rewatch it to reappreciate how good of a movie it is. So I've been yeah. sort of like dropping hints at people like. You know, if you ever want to see this really, really good horror movie, I'd, I'd totally watch it with you. <laughs> like, yeah, it's a, like honestly, I can't. It, it sucks too because it's like fucking. I, I don't know anybody that I can fucking watch it. I just found out that Logan lives close to me, a cat that we work with. I might try to make him watch Martyrs. Yeah, <laughs> let him. I think he. I think he'd appreciate it. Either that, or I'm going to work it into like a special occasion of some kind. Like it'll be part of my Halloween watching next year or right. something. Yeah. I can justify it that way too, mm-hmm. but it's not a movie that I'm just going to go put on in the other room. Oh no, no, no. I have, you have to, to find some, yourself. For I that literally film. have to find some reason to justify watching it again. But yeah. I do really want to watch it again because it's so good, and it's even like thinking back on it, it's such a fucking trip. Oh, yeah, that movie it really tugs. And I do want to watch, even though it's supposed to be extremely not good and very subpar, especially compared to the original, I do want to watch the remake at some point. Yeah, you know, I haven't seen it either, but I would be interested in watching it. Oh, that's right. There was an American remake that I believe the ending is quite a bit more upbeat than... (laughs) I think still a lot of shit goes down, but I think it's quite a bit more upbeat. It's probably a little bit more tame. They generally are. Well, that's no fun. Um, Not for us. And you and you mentioned it if I have side to think a high point or fucking favorite movies that we've done. Fucking Cannibal Holocaust actually. Because it's actually a really good movie. It is. It has a reputation for sure. Oh yeah. You know, it's one of those that you always hear about, like, that's one of the most you fucked up films or intense films. 
you know, and looking at it and watching it, yeah, I can totally see it for that time period. But with the way that horror has been shaped oh, since then, yeah, it's 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 a lot more tame than I was initially anticipating. Like, yeah, it's intense. Like, there's some intense scenes. Don't get me wrong. It's pretty brutal in moments. It's still watchable, and it has really good points. It hits on too. You know, it's actually it's a thinking man's kind of movie too, and women's. You know, of course, um, but it's just it makes you think. I think it still might be the best found footage horror movie. Oh. It's the first found footage horror movie and it still might be the best. All you people oh, that love like that. fucking what like paranormal activity and all this other stuff that's been coming out lately because yeah. those have been huge and I understand why. I do like the first one. I kind of feel like they down. all go downhill from there. Some people would argue that I think like three is a little bit yeah. good too. But Blair Witch Project is better. Yeah. Oh, that movie. Blair Witch Project. Huge. Without a doubt. Found footage once again. We haven't covered that movie yet, but <laughs> One that would have skewed episodes. our that would have skewed our fucking returns. I was thinking that while I was writing the list too. <laughs> think about that. I mean, yeah, found footage is a very popular format. You know, this is the the grandfather of these guys. If you want to see where that comes from, don't be that afraid to check out Cannibal yeah. Holocaust. Yeah, I totally agree. It still does found footage the best, and it gives a good reason for the found footage within the movie. It really is. It's love that film. That's a really good one. I think some of my favorites that we got to do, I really enjoyed Baskin. Oh. Yeah. That was a really cool, dope film. Turkish film, too. You know, it's like, you don't really get to hear a whole lot about, like, maybe Middle Eastern horror or, you oh, know. Oh, yeah. Some, I mean, yeah, American audience especially, they don't know fucking right. about So, but there film. is a lot of films. Like, of course, low budget. Well, but that's but, the thing. Well, Baskin... I mean, there's this a lot of films in the region film. in general, right? Right. right. But Baskin but itself it is only the eighth right. movie to be released in the U.S. from Turkey. Yeah. So think about oh. that too. That's it. Yeah, that's yeah. it. So I mean, that's huge. Yeah. And it's a horror film on top of it. Yeah, um, that's weird. Baskin, if you go back and listen to the episode, it doesn't sound like I like it that much. The more I've thought about that movie, the more I've liked it. It has a lot and of layers. I haven't been able to stop thinking. I seriously 100% believe that that entire team should be given the Hellraiser franchise. Oh, man. They would, no puns, but they would slaughter that shit, man. They would kill it. Yeah. Baskin has 100% sold me that that team, that director. Yeah, um, I totally agree. God, even cast fucking what's-his-name is the brand new Pinhead. I know, I know you're talking. I can't remember. Mamet? Was that it? Might be. We have to look it up. The bad guy, the the keymaster, or whatever. Yeah, I know. We, you know who we're talking <laughs> about. No, yeah, the fucking the, the bad guy in Bat. Yeah, the father. That was it. In Baskin, make him the new pinhead. <sighs> that guy has super potential. But everything about that movie tells me that they should have that. Fr- I mean. I'm also all for people going out and putting out original content and shit. Right. Obviously, that's great, but. Yeah. That's that a was franchi- their audition or their resume. But that's the thing, like, that franchise is going to live in some form, yeah, so no if shit. it's going to go to somebody, that's who I would pick. Has um, our vote. Whether they want to do it or not, who knows? Well, exactly. But that's whether anybody's ever going to fucking listen to me, who knows? No, Hellraiser's but... one of those things. It's only a matter of time. <coughs> mm-hmm. We're going to wake up one day and I'm like, oh, fuck, they're making a Hellraiser movie. Go figure. But the Baskin people, they yeah. nailed it. The, right the slice of hell that they run into is <sighs> perfect. Man, it's... Yeah, it's a really cool film. I really enjoy that. You have to be able to want to watch a foreign film on top of it, you know? Oh, but yeah. if you give it a chance, man, it's true. It's it's worth watching. I, I definitely say that. I, I tell you, actually, what I liked, two episodes in one. 
I actually enjoyed was get to do uh, Tusk and Red State with you guys. That shit was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, we spent a lot of time doing it, too. Oh, man. But still not our longest episode. Yeah. Still not our longest. No. Holy no, cow. No, it's like two hours and like 59 minutes. I something honestly, like that. honestly thought that our Shining episode was going to surpass. Our Shining episode is only it. like two hours and like 44 minutes or yeah. something like that. I'm not actually, I'm just. No, that's that's a pretty good. That's about right. Yeah, it's in that range. Our longest episode, I do know this. I know what it is, too. I have this memorized and I don't know how the fuck this, I hate this episode. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you, here we go. Episode 50, here's the straight dope. I fucking, I will never re-listen to this episode. I feel like we should redo it at some point in the future, yeah. just so that I can just scrub episode, God, what, it was so episode long. five, I think, something like that. Hmm. Somewhere in there, yeah. The Cell. The Cell, huh? Three hours and three minutes. Yeah, it is episode five. Here, here she is, boys. <laughs> but yeah, right, it's three hours, what, three minutes and some change? Oh my god, I never listened to it. <laughs> it is, but it has but a few listens. We break down... What the fuck? You don't, you don't have... Everything. Do you, you want to know? <laughs> the whole movie. We, that was episode five, right? So we still didn't know exactly what we were doing. Right. And how exactly we wanted to talk about movies. <laughs> so we like literally went scene by scene. So scene, yeah. The Cell, you don't have to watch the movie. You can listen to us and we tell you what happens scene by scene. Like literally, we break every scene down. Oh. Essentially. Oh god. Yeah, we did that for a long time. That was kind of our format. Because, like I said, we didn't know what the fuck we were doing. Well, we still no, do that to I, an I extent, yeah, but... I don't remember three-hour fucking episodes. Oh, yeah, dude. We talked everything about everything. There's so much that in that movie. I mean, every scene contained, like, 20 fucking different things. Uh, I was telling my dad, this is funny we're talking about this, but I was telling my dad, because we were talking about how film, they'll use imagery whether you catch it or not. Oh, yeah. All you know, and how it affects you maybe subliminally. Yeah. Whatever. All the time. And I was like, well, that's funny you talk about that. I was like, because we did a movie called The Cell, and I just so happened to pause it on a scene where they're searching in Vincent D'Onofrio's basement, like the FBI team's down there, and it pans on three little glass dildos, and I was like, wow, I'd never seen that before. <laughs> but you like, had. But maybe. You just didn't know it. Yeah, it was like, you know, like Pavlov, my mouth started watering and shit. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> But anyhow, I was like, that is interesting because when you're in a theater and stuff like that, you don't really have time to react. Your mind doesn't have time to react to certain things. Right, yeah. So you don't know whether you're capturing them truly or not. (laughs) I saw those dildos. They're in there. (laughs) Great movie, though. Yeah, it is a really, it's a great, (laughs) I mean, like I said, if you want to know about Tarsum Singh, we'll let you know about Tarsum Singh. It's definitely a pretty movie. It is. I think it's probably one of our more stylish films that we've done. Oh, definitely. Right up there with Sleepaway Camp. <laughs> right up there, production value-wise, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I hate that episode. I'll tell you right now. I remember Sleep editing that episode. No, fuck oh. The Cell. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. The Cell. God. Three hours, dude, editing? That's... I know we did it more than that, of course. Yeah. But that's... Man. I can see why you don't like it. <laughs> there it we go. Sense. That's the real dirt. I can episode understand 50. That. Did yeah. you guys take mushrooms for that episode as well? No. 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 God. Thank God. I don't know if I that could. Make sense I don't know if I could have handled D'Onofrio's hanging O face oh. on shrooms. Oh. <laughs> oh, man, and you get Vince Vaughn in that and J Lo. Oh yeah. So I mean, we couldn't help but talk about J Lo. Well, no, Jenny from the Block. Yeah, that's oh. what I'm talking and about. And Dylan Baker. Dylan Baker too. Who we've done in trick or treat, or trick or treat, <laughs> trick or treat. 
Yeah. I'll, I'll actually really enjoy doing that, too. I, there was a reason because I got to introduce that to some family members. Right. You know, once Tyler and I got to talking about doing it, I was like, this is perfect timing for doing it. Because, you know, it was like our Halloween episode, essentially. Yeah. But it's just knowing that, like, man, this is a really fucking good film, and we can talk about it, dude. And it's, I still like talking about it. Oh, yeah. I can talk about Trick or, trick or Treat. Trick yeah. Trick or Treat. Because Arr. we might have plans for the other one. I know we had mentioned that. <laughs> trick or Treat? Trick or Treat. I don't know if you've seen that, but... Is that the old 80s? Oh, it certainly mm-hmm. is, if that's the direction you're talking I about. I think, yeah. Metal? Yeah, I've yeah. never seen it, but no, I'm aware of it. <laughs> All right, yeah. <laughs> quite I, a different I, film. I've, I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah, quite a different film. I'm trying to think of some other ones, man. Um, I know I talked about... I, I did enjoy Kronos and Blackula, and I enjoyed doing vampires. Blackula. Like, our whole vampires. It was fun because we didn't want to do just, like, a traditional... You know, Count Dracula and... Something that everybody talks about, right? Yeah, I mean, because it's kind of easy to do that. It's easy to do. We didn't want to do a traditional Count Dracula, so I gave you the book version of Count Dracula just as as close as you could fucking get. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I mean, like, kind of like... With Klaus Kinski. (laughs) Yeah. I think it was fun to experiment with that, the whole vampire stretch that we did. Right. Because we did kind of a traditional format with the slashers, and that was a lot of fun. Yeah. So we kind of we we wanted to toy around a little bit, you know, and we had some ideas with some other films. I mean, there's a lot, so many fucking vampire films you can do. Oh yeah. But it, you know, I was like, well, this is a chance also to throw in something that we might not ever get to talk about again either, you know, outside yeah. of maybe like, in passing. Uh, I think John Carpenter's Vampires is a good. It's a lot of fun, man. James Woods. <laughs> oh, how can you not want to talk about him? He's the best. Yeah, and you know, going to do another uh, John Carpenter film. A lot of fun. That was actually a lot of fun. Who was in the sequel? Wasn't it Bon Jovi? Yeah, it was Bon, bon Jovi. Jovi. God damn yeah. it. Los Muertos? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, so it, it's funny, man, because not only that, but, you know, we talk about films like those sometimes, and then eventually we run into people who've worked on those films, you're like, shit. <laughs> well, we don't run into them. No, no, I mean, it's just not in real life. That would life. be cool. I know. That would be really cool. Funny. That'd be cool. But it's just like you get to see the connections now. You're like, wow, this person worked on that film and this worked on yeah. this film. So we're also like building this network of knowledge, you know, of these films. And that's another thing I really like. You get to talk about some cool shit with your friends and, oh, yeah. you know, learn about all this really cool stuff about these films. And that's something I really enjoy about it. I love watching them, but it's neat to learn about them as well. Oh, yeah, especially. Like, I can't really watch a movie now without hopping on Wikipedia or some shit to check. Yeah. Like weird little stories and trivia and yeah, it's who like fucking died on the set. Knowing the director of some of my favorite children's movies like Hook and Major Pain and uh, Dennis Menace was The Shape <laughs> in fucking Halloween. Oh, right. You're like, what? Like, I never knew that. And it's like, okay. Oh, yeah. Here we go. You know, it's kind of stuff like that. It's like, wow, you make these really cool connections. And it's fun. You know, it's a good way to bring them up. I think another one that really stands out to me, I'm going beyond like my top three favorites now. Even the ones that we've kind of talked bad about, like Belko and yeah, like, Season of the best. Witch. Like, <laughs> they were still fun, man. I'm glad they were we still did fun. Them. I'm still glad we did them. Yeah. We haven't done a movie yet that I truly hated. No, I don't hate those films. None of them? None of them. None of them. I haven't hated any of those um, I've watched. So I could really talk about any of them. But we have entire episodes devoted to that. Oh, but we're, one other one that yeah, immediately comes to mind when pe- people ask me, like, well, you know, what? which ones are the favorite you've done? Because, like, some of the cats we work with know that we do this shit, and they'll be like, ask me questions and shit sometimes. Yeah. So, 
fucking found also comes to mind. Dude, I'm glad you said that, because I was like, man, we need to talk about that film, for sure. That uh, I'm really glad that you turned me on to that fucking movie, especially because just the idea behind it, I fucking love. As soon as you told me the fucking, the, the plot synopsis, I was like, oh, oh yeah, I have to watch that movie. Fucking little brother snooping around in an older brother's room, yeah. finds out his brother's a serial killer. Yeah, right. Fucking stupendous. And it's such a good done. Such a good idea. And some of the best child acting we've seen. Yeah, hands down. That award, I still think, goes to Mike in Phantasm, which is one of my all-time favorite films. What, the best child acting award? I think for just his character. Oh, okay. Oh, his character? Okay, yeah, yeah, I'll I'll give you that. I'm not saying his acting wasn't the best, but his character is for sure, like, for a child. I'd almost vote for the kid in the Babadook. (laughs) (laughs) Origin. That's another origin story we feel. Ties into the Wizard of Gore. Oh, Montag. Yeah. Yeah. Montag. It's like that's an origin story for Montag. Oh god. <laughs> that little kid. He wanted to be a magician. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. We talk a lot about that film too. That was a I really I still, did I still in some ways consider Montag our unofficial mascot. Uh, yeah. That's pretty fucking funny. We've had a, that was a lot of fun. There's he, a lot of it ties he, into the tall man. <laughs> it does. We talked about how they in tandem how they get rid of people and if they just work together, they could have it going on. So, yeah, Tall Man. There's it a all lot works of parallels out. with those two characters from the, like the Phantasm. From the Phantasm, Phantasm, yeah, Tall yeah. Man, Angus, Angus Graham, yeah, right. Who we talked a lot about. Unfortunately, he passed too while we were covering some of these films. Oh, that's right. That one, he had the silver balls, right? That would chase people. Around. Yeah, oh, yeah. spheres, orbs. Yeah, man. We talked about Reggie, one of my favorite characters, Reggie Bannister. I mean, really, a lot of my favorite ones were ones that you turned me on to that I hadn't watched before. I'm glad. Because also, like, fucking Henry was oh, astounding. Man. Oh, that's yes. the one with Rooker in it, right? That's the one man. with Rooker. And, yeah. I mean, Rooker ties very much back into the history of me and Jesse. Oh. Well, he's in Mallrats. He's so. in oh. Mallrats, so. Yeah, so. Fuck yeah. Mr. Svenning. Yeah. <laughs> Poor fellow. He gets diphtheria. <laughs> You get to see his bare ass, too. And you get to see his ass. bare ass, that's right. Yeah, dude. You get to see the Rook's ass. Yeah. Come on, how many chances do you get to do that? You get to see Yondu's ass. Yeah, so, it's a brilliant film. You know, I know it for sure ties back to you guys with your love for Kevin Smith. Yeah, Rooker's ass. Rooker's ass. Me and Tyler, man. Rooker's ass all the way. There you go. Just day in, day out. All all Rook's ass all the time. You know, that is one that I really enjoyed sharing with you as far as you know it's like dude like knowing like certain actors have been in certain films where yeah. you you know like you have that kind of like oh shit that was this is great this is a fucked up film this is like I think this was one of his first on screen performances too I think it was his first role yeah yeah yeah, okay. yeah. oh yeah really? yeah that was his first starring role oh, shit, I, I, I think it was his first role not just starring role like, you know I think and that then was, wow it was another connection too going to uh, House of a Thousand Corpses with Tom Tolles as well, and I'm like, whoa, because he plays Otis. Otis Tool. Yeah, and you know, and it's it's a brilliant film. It's in a lot of ways, it's like <laughs> it's one of those two that hits you right in the guts. Oh yeah, oh shit, yeah, it doesn't doesn't line up at all. No, that's a rough one. So I'm glad we got to do that. You know, and it's moments like those too. It's like we both get to share. You know, there's films that I hadn't seen before either, and it's like uh, the Babadook was one I'd heard a lot about. Just 
I never got around to watching it. It's like, wow, this is a good way to do it. Cause yeah, this, you know, it's a it's fucking good it. film, man. I really enjoy that one. It's creepy as all fucking get up. And that's another one too that kind of hits you too if you let it. I was, if you let I it, was, it'll hit you. If I had been a child when I saw that, it would have, it would have shut me down. I would have started crying. And oh yeah, out. it's it's uh, it's good. It's a really good film, really thoughtful film. But that's another thing too. Like I said, thinking about that too is like, there's no film I can honestly say like, I wouldn't watch that again. There's a few that are like. Give me a couple, you know. Give me a little time before I get back yeah. to it. It's not gonna be on my top list. It's not in my rotation. I'm not gonna. <laughs> yeah, but you know, there's there, the fun thing is we also wanted to hit on some films that people do know about. You know, it's like we don't want to miss those, but we wanted to also be fun way of getting into them as well. You just didn't want to be all obscure and shit. Nah, you you, you know you have yeah. to have a good balance. Yeah, like, spoonful of sugar and shit. You know, we warn people too. Like we will, we'll eventually get to some. Some heavy stuff. It's gonna happen. Well, okay, so we. But are I mean, we already started. <laughs> no, no. Like that heavy. <laughs> but Maybe. I mean, we we already kind of started with martyrs. We've kind of always joked about the fact that I mean, the show could go forever, technically. Yeah. Or for I sure. mean, until we're dead, really. Oh uh, yeah. Point we have to carry that, uh, that torch on to some other youngins. Because there's that much material, there's there there's that many yeah. horror movies, and it's continuing as well, you know. So and the, yeah, that's exactly We're it. They just continue to come out. So we could theoretically hit like all twenty odd movies that make up the French extremist movement. We already hit Martyrs, and they're they're seriously only like, I think there's under thirty movies oh, that are yeah, considered to yeah. be part of that movement from the mid two thousands. So we could literally end up hitting them all, and some of them will get you. And we might have one coming up here very soon, actually. We so. actually do. Yeah, Next episode. It's, that's going to be a fun <laughs> one to talk about. <laughs> that's, well, we already did it, so... Maybe we can throw a question back at you, too. Like, because you do listen to our episodes, are there any in particular that you enjoyed or maybe learned something that you had not known before watching some of these films? Oh, that's a good question. Um, well, for instance, earlier, my favorite one was that fucking... Blackula was the king of cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I still, I still love that one. I right mean, some of that stuff blows my mind still. Um, I really enjoyed Patrick's insights on The Shining. Nice, yeah. His old, that dude kind of really knew his shit. Yeah. I thought I knew my shit about that movie, you know, being a Kubrick fan and whatnot, but he, you know, so that was probably stands out. That was a really good one. Yeah, and, you know, that's a good way for us, too, to, like, have somebody that has a love of film Specifically, like he uh, really enjoys Stephen King, and just in our conversations with him too, it's like, man, how can we not have him on here? Do something fun, and yeah, like I said, that's I, I totally that's I'm glad that's yeah. one of your favorite. No, for sure. I had a blast doing that. All right, we just took a, a slight pause for the cause. The most noteworthy cause being that we made sure to save the episode so we didn't lose all our fucking progress. Yeah, we don't want to do that. That would not be fun. We also had to pee. Yeah, you know, we have breaks for those, you know. But now I think, Jesse, were you saying you have something? All right, yeah. Let's just jump into this. What do you got? Yeah, yeah. yeah every, every episode when you guys talk about a movie, uh, Danny here always likes to go into the taglines. Oh, man, that's, my, that's one of my favorite things. And I've noticed that some of them have more than one. Usually the more popular the film, like uh, something that's been re-released a lot, like Nightmare on Elm Street, your big popular fucking slasher films, have a lot of them because they have a lot of re-releases so there's a lot of slug lines. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. And some of them are funny as fuck. <laughs> and you can tell they kind of get sloppy the further on they go. They're just like, oh whatever, you know what it yeah, is. Yeah, just throw a <laughs> oh, So yeah, so I wanted to go through and maybe throw a couple out and okay. see if you can 
Guess, guess which film? Guess what they're from, yeah. Okay, okay, that's fun. And uh, some of them are going to be easy. That's okay. Some of them are going to be obscure and very generic. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I just kind of set you All up. Right. So, we'll, right. we'll, we'll see. Let's see where I want to start. I like this. This is going to be fun. Yeah. Oh, I wish so, I had some sort of theme music. I wish I had a punny name for this game. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Big well, Punisher over here. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Okay, so let's start with an easy one, because it has the movie character name, right? <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> I fuck up, I'm sorry. But there is an obscure one I'll give you first. Okay. Death is just the beginning. Death is just the beginning. That is, alright. Could apply to a lot of the movies that you guys are covering. <laughs> I could apply to almost everyone. Taglines right. turn out to be decidedly vague. I gotta look in the list of our right. movies Death while we do this. That's, that's allowable, right? Uh, uh, yeah, I guess. Just so I know what movies we fucking covered. Okay, that is a really good question. So I don't get some movie that we didn't do. Alright. <laughs> Damn. Put me on the spot. So, um... I'm gonna guess... Oh, shit, I don't know. I'm gonna guess Count Dracula. Ooh. I wanna say Kronos. No, this is Reanimator. Oh, oh shit. I threw you guys okay. the first one right out the door. That's, that's a good question. Okay. Now, do you that know makes what, sense. Do you know what the second slug line is? For Reanimator? Yes. Ooh, shit. No, I'm, you're not going to know it, but it's, I'm going to tell it to you because okay. it's, it's funny okay. as shit. Like, damn, I don't know. Herbert West has a very good head on his shoulders and another <laughs> one in a dish on his desk. I was going to guess something about head, but I was going to be like, it certainly gives good head. Nah. <laughs> no, yeah. But it's it's not far off from that. I thought that was that's, that's one of the good. more clever taglines I came across. Yeah. Let's see. All right. That's something you would know. Um, how about um? it was the night that he came home? Oh, uh, Halloween. Halloween. Okay, yeah. right, all right. So that, that was one of the easy ones. Okay, okay. yeah. So we'll, we'll just let that one go. <laughs> it will tear your soul apart again. I want to guess maybe Hellraiser? That was my guess. Hellraiser 2, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What was the, the main title, though? Hellbound. Hellbound, that's yeah, right. Yeah, Hellraiser 2, yeah. Okay. Which I still need to rewatch 3, so I can decide what, which one of those two is my favorite. That's a good point. Because I know it's not number good. 1 anymore, First though. First I do like two more than one now at this point. Yeah. For sure. What about this year's spring break is cut short? Oh. This is one of those ones that's kind of, I didn't expect you to get, because it could apply. Hold on, let me think, let me think, let me think. This year's spring break is cut short. I'm kind of leaning, this is kind of weird because I just looked at this film, but I'm kind of leaning towards Dallin Tucker for some reason. Really? Yeah. What do you say? This year's spring break is cut short. Oh, fuck me. How about... Imprint. I don't fucking know. <laughs> it was Tucker and Dale. Oh, damn, oh, good really? one. Nice. The uh, the secondary slug line was evil messed with the wrong hillbilly. Oh, mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been that would have given it away. Yeah. But it's funny, so I thought I'd leave it in. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Oh, there's one you're gonna. So, <laughs> they burned the father, killed the mother, and raped the daughter. Would that be the hell slug? That's hell, yeah. Right. That's. That's not a slug line, man. That's, no. that's, 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 that's a spoiler. It's yeah. the whole fucking film. It's like, there's no tack involved there whatsoever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's funny. This one you guys probably won't be able to guess, but I thought it was uh, funny. Maybe, uh, maybe. They haven't finished being alive. Um, fuck? Martyrs? Yeah. That's right. It was Martyrs. Oh, it's fucked up. That's a good slug line. God damn it. That's a good Dude, slug got line. Got him. Got it. Oh, going, going back to Halloween, I remember um, writing these down. The other two seemed kind of bitchy, kind of passive-aggressive. <laughs> okay. Um, the trick was to stay alive. Yeah. Trick or treat, like... And the other one was trick or treat, or die. Like, dot, 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 
die. Uh, or die. Yeah. Like, oh, that's to... that's not good. No. <laughs> Shit. Somebody have me come up with slug lines. Actually, I don't know if I could come up with a slug line for a fucking movie. Come up with something better than fucking trick or treat or die. <laughs> <laughs> what about um, midnight baseball bats and the boogeyman? Midnight baseball bats and the boogeyman. Let me think about this for a second. Man, that's something we've done. Yeah. It's like a pretty mainstream fucking flick, too. Huh. Baseball bats and the boogeyman? Holy oh, shit, I almost want to say scream. Almost. I... Think about, like, boogeyman is kind of the, I guess, the thing to latch on to. It would be Even a big giveaway. Even the too. Man. You've done other boogeyman. As far as I define a boogeyman, I suppose. Man, the the, the, I'm just fucking stumped. Here. I don't know. What if I said... Meet the glove. Oh, yeah, so like yeah, then we're gonna yeah, go with yeah. Okay. I said that's the only other boogeyman I can think of. Yeah, <coughs> yeah but midnight baseball bats and the boogeyman. The baseball bats. That's yeah, what they, that kind of threw me off. Me, yeah, I don't know what the fuck happened there. I don't know about that. Yeah, that's oh. weird. <laughs> what if I said a new thriller from Wes Craven? It probably wouldn't have helped, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We that's that's, that's the best one. The yeah. Okay. He can literally put that on any of them. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh shit! I was gonna do this one first because it would have been okay. it would have been it would have been a head fake, and you guys would have fucking. You'll wish it was only a nightmare. Could mm-hmm. be, it could be fucking anything, right? I, like so that one. Um, I'd, I'd go right back to Nightmare on Elm Street right. because of the. No, but it's funny because I think it might be a dig at Nightmare on Elm Street in a way. I'm not sure the, the chronology, but it was Friday the Thirteenth Part. Was it? Oh, uh, four. four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. final chapter. Right. Well, um, <laughs> we know that turned out. The main one was Lucky Thirteen, I think not. Yeah. You guys would have gotten, but I think it's, I think not. That's funny. Um, also, in a European poster, the slug line was "It's Friday, I'm impaled." <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Uh, I wish I, I would have thrown out Count Dracula. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, <laughs> that would have put my guns. Okay. <laughs> Now that's that's the thing that's fun about these two. Or sleepaway camp for the kids. Oh my god, that one for us, maybe for me, I'll speak for myself. It would be skies out, thighs out. <laughs> what was that? That's sleepaway camp. Oh really? Yeah. That's not the one I found. That's funny. No, that's like one I would I would use for that film. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that's Danny's slug line for it. Yeah, and where I'm from, we call them baldies. <laughs> that's that's the best I can I can do for that film. Alright, so, um, you get Fear God. Oh, Red State. Yeah, easy, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Well, I fear God. You best believe I fear God. Alright, and how about, uh, It Takes Many Forms? It? Yeah, good one. I, thought, I wasn't sure. <laughs> it takes many forms. Yeah, yeah. I, thought, I thought if I, if I... I'm like, well, we haven't covered fucking the thing, so... Oh, this is good. I like this. Yeah, this is it's fun. This, this is gonna come back for episode 100, just so you know. <laughs> Start writing down, motherfucker. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, it's Carrie meets Friday the 13th. Oh, Carrie meets Friday the 13th. Yeah, I I almost didn't include that one, but I was like, that's it's the only slug line that was like that, that was worded that way. So I kind of Friday the 13th. Holy shit! All right. And I think that's in reference to just the first entries in both of those series, respectively. Like, I think if at the time this came out, I think there was only one of each, if that helps. Mm. Oh. So it was early, like in that in that era. Oh. Yeah, me there. Yeah, I don't fucking we know. We just talked about it a minute ago. Really? Fucked up. What the fuck? 
Sleepaway Camp. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. Oh, okay. You don't think Sleepaway Camp is Friday the 13th meets I, I can see that a little bit. A little bit. As good a way to market it as any, I suppose. Um, also, I mean, yeah, for that time period, yeah, for sure. Also, uh, a perfect place to meet young girls is just the perfect place to die, which I thought bringing up young girls in the kind of creep show, right? And also, death has a secret wiener. You should have told us that one first. Spoilers. That's funny. Okay, um, how about finally the original version? The original version. Count Dracula. That's right. Yes. Ding, 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 ding. Damn, Tyler. Give the man a bottle cap. Oh, this is one of my favorites. Like, uh, it's fucking great. Yeah, I killed my mama. Oh, that's definitely Henry. Yeah. That's Fuck definitely man, right? Henry. Oh, that's, that's great. To put God that damn. right on the poster. The most shocking tale of carnage ever seen. Is that House? Mm-hmm. House of a Thousand Corpses. Nice, that's right. Man. All right, let me see what else I got. Not the Japanese house. Oh, my gosh. Or the, Eventually. Or Dr. House. <laughs> or Dr. House, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Or House Music. There's a lot of house. How about a house the film? What are you what? hungry for? Raw? Oh, I'm showing you guys a goddamn paper. You guys are cheating. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to look at my computer screen. Oh, here's one. Just because you're invited doesn't mean you're welcome. Uh, get out. Yeah. Yeah, good one. Yeah, good one. Still yeah. haven't seen it yet. Was it oh, my God. Great, right? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. I don't mean to tangent off here, but I know people never tangent off on podcasts. <laughs> so apparently, based off the credo that he got off of Get Out, he's might be getting himself a Twilight Zone reboot. Right. I'm, yeah. I'm okay with and that. I would never be down with a Twilight Zone reboot. Except I'm absolutely it's... down with that. So yeah. After I, Get Out, I yeah. Just, oh my I god. Just want to throw my hat in that ring since I had it. Cerebral horror at its finest, right there. That's a that's a thinking that's man's a horror movie. Yeah, it certainly sure. is. There's a lot to. Well, that was a part of our doubleheader too. Oh yeah. So yeah, we, we have and the writing to... is so fantastic. It's really good. Um, man. It's a lot to there's talk a about. couple characters where after you know some of the twists in the movie, oh yeah, you go back and all their dialogue means something different. It certainly does. It's one of those you definitely have to check out a few times. Also, uh, the other slug line for Get Out, which I I kind of love. Do you belong in this neighborhood? Oh my god! Which is just a step away from me from around here, are you? Buddy? <laughs> all right. And then I would have said. We haven't done Deliverance. <laughs> right. Oh, oh my fucking God. You guys should... Anyway. We should make that a thing at the end when we trail off. We should just kind of throw out a bunch of shit. Doom, 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 doom. Ah, just like home. <laughs> All right. In space, no one can eat ice cream. Oh, killer clowns. Fucking great. Which, you know, I will say this. You and I, where we work... We got to hear uh, that soundtrack during Halloween. They were playing yeah, that song. During the, the theme song? During the, the, yeah. that bitch and guitar the Halloween yes. station? had the, That was one of the things in the rotation. Dude, that's a bitching song. That yeah. song is almost as cool as the movie. Yeah. Oh, Fuck yeah. absolutely. Oh. Like, also, out of all the movies you guys have done, Killer Clowns from Outer Space has my favorite line ever, without a doubt. And you know what it is, and I want you to give it in your awesome voice. Killer Clowns from Outer Space? Holy shit. <laughs> Just his, he just can't believe that someone would even come into his police station with that kind of fucking story. Oh man, love it. Okay, so. I don't want to make a puppet out of it. So, just for effect here, if I read this, you can add some echo, make my kind of a god effect. Yeah, I can do oh, something nice. to you. You'll just have to tell me where it's at. Just tell us where you want us to touch you. 
All right, so here we go. I just I want to compare and contrast these two next two taglines because I think they hit both ends of the spectrum here. Ready? Rising from the echoing corridors of hell, an awesome being of the supernatural with satanic power of sheer dread, chained forever to a slavery more vile than ever before endured. Any guess on what movie that might be? I would say Baskin, just hearing that. My guess. No, say it normal. One more time for me. Rising from the echoing corridors of hell, an awesome being of the supernatural, with satanic power of sheer dread, chained forever to a slavery more vile than any before endured. I mean, it sounds like Baskin to me. Yeah. All right. What if I told you the second slug line was, his bite was out of sight. Oh my God! You see Blackula? What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> fucking funny is that? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, I don't know who they had working in their PR department. That motherfucker was higher than we were. Whoa, wait, what? I know. Holy shit. I just felt that was worth mentioning. That was awesome. That blows my mind. Yeah, I had to Holy work. fuck. They're like, mm, I don't think so. I also hate how much that second tagline gives it away immediately. Oh, man, it's like, yeah, you job-ass turkeys. <laughs> That's funny, dude. That's awesome. You got any more? I um, love this game. <laughs> let's see. I know. I'm glad you brought these in. There was this strange phenomenon I ran across of... Um, do, 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 do. Uh, slug lines... Uh, <laughs> uh, slug lines telling you that you're going to wish this, that, or the other. Like like I said, you'll wish it's just another. Oh, wish yeah. It's the, just this there's a ton of them like that. Which I've I, noticed that over I time. I was lazy, and I didn't... I objected to the pretense of them trying to tell me what I should be wishing and what I shouldn't be. You know? Like, fuck you, movie poster. I'll, I wish oh, you didn't put this on your fucking yeah. poster. Well, thank you. But then I got to the point where I started to try to write jokes <laughs> so that every movie was a, you wish this or that. Like, <laughs> saw. You'll wish there wasn't a saw. <laughs> you had to cut your fucking foot off with. <laughs> Jesus. That was one. Another kind of impetus for the um, Slugline game was maybe we talk about some, you know, movies we haven't, you know, you hadn't mentioned Saw yet. I think Saw is probably... No, you know, we haven't really, but um, I will say this. I mean, not, not because we don't want to talk about it. It has nothing to do with it, but uh, that movie's fucking brilliant for what it, it sparked during that time period, and uh, I think it was kind of a cool way for us to talk about it, too, around Halloween, yeah. because that's about the time I got to see it, and... No, I just... I'm sorry. I know. I tangent it off. I just had to bring up that... I love that ending when he stands no. up and walks away. No. I saw it was the shit. No, it's just... It, it's... Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised we haven't mentioned it. For me, what I remember on Saw is going back and realizing how tame that first one is, though, well, too. Yeah, and how, like, some of the acting wasn't that great, either. Yeah. It was all right. Considering the cast... It's like, we love Carrie Eels, but that's not as great as... But that... Oh. Well, I never really thought about it, but you're right. He kind of... He kind of phones, phones that one in a little yeah. bit. Yeah. He's on the phone. All right, so that was that was me vamping while I found another slug line. So, oh, this one because we talk. You guys love this movie. Poison drowning, claw or knife tonight. Trick or treat. Yeah, yeah. Trick or treat. Yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, well, fine. I just thought it was cool. It was the only one that rhymed. <laughs> that movie is fucking dope, man. Oh, that. Wait, finish it. I want. I want to hear it all now. Poison drowning, claw or knife. So many ways to take a life. There we go. Yeah, dude. That's if you a had one. a little girl in long pigtails skipping rope and singing that to you, oh. wouldn't you just have to hit like hit her with a brick? <laughs> right next to the she's fucking, gonna fucking get, or something's gonna kill Right her. next to the Freddy's girls. Oh, yeah. That's scary. I know. Too. And the twins from The Shining. 
Yeah, yeah that would be pertains more to me. <laughs> Forever and ever. So, yeah, this one was weird. I, I think we already talked about the movie, too, but... Witchcraft enters the computer age. Oh, nice. And yeah. a different terror begins. Is this fucking Halloween 3? Oh, yeah, Season yeah. of the Witch. Yeah, for sure. Also, you'll wish... Yeah, Marquand, thanks. You'll wish thanks. you were watching Halloween. Thanks, Marquand. Uh, Halloween 3. <laughs> um, I think the most popular slug line... It's probably all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. Oh yeah, that's so good with the shining. Right. Yeah. yeah. Also, um, it says here that Stephen shining. King, Stephen the King, shining. fucking hates this movie. <laughs> Stephen King. Yeah. He's uh, he says he no longer hates this movie, but he wished that Jack was in this one. <laughs> I was skipping around. I didn't want to do them in order. No, if okay. I did them in order, would give it away. No, uh, did, you, yeah. did you write them down in order? Oh, yeah, I didn't fucking write them down in order. I'm doing research, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this one. You will lose your mind and possibly your lunch. Dead Alive. Wizard of Gore. Oh, shit. Yeah. Nice, that's a good one for him. Oh. Damn, Montag. Oh, here's another one that rhymes. Okay. If it's in a word or if it's in a look, you can't get rid of... The Babadook. God damn it. Fuck, fuck yeah. Oh. Jesus fucking Christ. Gone with the blood. Gone with the blood. Gone with the blood. I hate you, really? What? Hey, I didn't write the motherfucker. I know. I'm gone, gone with the blood. blood? Some things won't stay down even after they die. That kind of sounds like dead alive. It is. Wow. Brain dead, absolutely. Gone with the blood. Isn't that a great fucking tagline for... I mean, I'm just thinking gore. I'm just thinking yeah, gore. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. Gone with the blood. <laughs> all right. <laughs> the one that goes all the way. Uh, <laughs> holy dick. Yeah. Oh, no. The one that the, goes all the way? The one that goes all the way. <laughs> uh, Visitor Q. No, that's not, that's not a bad guess. <laughs> Shit, I... I it's, a, it's an incorrect guess. If that helps. Uh, all right, all right, all right, all right. And as much as you should probably guess something else because it's not right. You're right. Uh, all right. This one goes all the way? Mm-hmm. Shit. Apparently it goes all the way. Fuck me. I really don't know. I really don't know. Cannibal Holocaust. Oh. Oh. Damn. Okay. The most savage and brutal film in modern history. That was... Can, uh, the second slug line for Cannibal Holocaust, right? That would have that given it away. You guys probably would have... One of you would have I think we probably would have yeah, I think we would have guessed that one. Damn, this one goes all the way. Like, I think Gone with the Blood might be close to my favorite. <laughs> that one's pretty good. Besides the burning and the raping and the killing, that was pretty good, too. Yeah. What was the uh, the second sl- or the first slug that you gave us for Blackula? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing that again. That's <laughs> <laughs> like, that's insane, I man. Know. <laughs> His bite is out of sight! <laughs> all right, what? Yeah, that, yeah, yeah that, that's it. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, what about something has moved in with the Barkley family, and so did Terror? First Barley. of all, I don't think that's grammatically correct at all in the first place. <laughs> the Barkley family? I'm trying to think of the Barkley family. Something has moved in with the Barkley family. Who is the Barkley family? And so has Terror. Do we not care about this family? <laughs> Nobody else did. This is not. This, hold on, is this child's play? Yes, it is. Oh, okay. That's the only thing I can think of. The yeah. other slug line is Chucky is one mean son of a bitch. I mean, this. <laughs> Damn you, Chucky. <laughs> well, it was SOB. Mm, apparently funny. on the poster, but yeah. Uh, oh, another one of these. You'll wish it was only make believe. Another one of these movies trying to tell us what the fuck we're supposed Phantasm. to do. Phantasm. No, uh, sorry. I don't mean that. Oh, oh okay. Child's Play. That was a. No, it was another one. Sure, sure. Yeah. I should probably be more formulaic with these, shouldn't I? Be less confusing. Got me. <laughs> I got you with the same movie we were just on. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but with Child's Play, if I would have said he wants you for a new best friend, you probably would have yeah, That, that would have been, been an easy one. So till the end. Okay, so now everyone is a victim. Or wait, it could have been Tusk. Oh, I'm getting there. <laughs> he oh, wants boy, you for that. a new best friend. <laughs> oh my god! So that's a good one. Now everyone is a victim, and everyone is a suspect. Everyone is a victim. A new thriller from Wes Craven. <laughs> oh is this screen? Yeah, yeah. Nice. Don't answer the phone. Don't open the door. Don't try to escape. That's the third one. That's right. awesome. Right. <laughs> um, okay, so... Let's see. Will Wes Craven ever stop turning out horror movies? <laughs> oh, the last thing his victim saw was his camera. Poughkeepsie tapes? Yeah. Yeah, nice. Um, tertiary slug line on that was, you'll wish you hadn't watched this. Girls will not sleep with you if you fucking watch this movie. <laughs> not honorable ones. <laughs> Maybe. We'd like to find out. <laughs> Research purposes. Alright. So, Danny's <laughs> Sorry. They get oh, okay, so, a truly transformative tale. Oh, truly transformative. Tail. I was worried about cheating. I almost brought one of those dividers. Well, I mean, I just need to see, like, what all movies we've done. Oh, I have that sheet right here. We can read my chicken scratches. What was the tagline? A truly transformative tale. A truly transformative tale. Um, Damn, you got me on this one. Raw. (laughs) That would be a good guess. Raw's tagline is funnier than that. Um, no, it's actually Tusk. Oh, fuck. God damn it, I should have known that. Damn. God God. damn it. Head fake. If I would have said, man is the most dangerous animal. (laughs) Yeah. What if I would have said... Hashtag walrus, yes. Well, no, that would have been easy. That was on the poster, too, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But if I would have been like, is man not truly a walrus at heart? You would have totally... Yeah, yeah, that's an easy one. Wasn't a slug line. I just wanted to do my micro impression. What are you hungry for? I think I might have done that already. That was just because you mentioned it. Raw. Is that raw? Yeah. Yuck. <laughs> it's a good film. Really good good film. movie. It's on Netflix now. Yeah, for sure. Check that one out. Yeah. Oh, wow. we dare you to say his name five times. Candyman. Or right, right. for a Candyman. Bitch. That's uh, that's our never forget day <laughs> episode. <laughs> Yeah, check it out. 9-11. 9-11. Came out on 9-11 oh, in Toronto. Fuck, okay. Don't forget, Candyman. Come on, man. Toronto. 1990, was it? Two? Oh, fucking 92. remember. I forgot. God, I think I'm out of slug lines. Oh, shit. I think I did it all. Nice, dude. That was a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. That was a lot of fun. Some of them are fucked up. The fuck, Blackula? I don't know. Damn. I know, that was great, right? <laughs> I was like, I'm definitely bringing that, was, that shit That up. was definitely the what the fuck tag. <laughs> That was good. I mean, I guess I get... Well, uh, I'm not going to ask you to say it again, but I'm going to look it up again in the future. You want to hear it again? I'll read it again. They talked about from the chains of hell. Yeah, was there a slavery reference? Was that the thing to make a black killer? That's what the fuck I wanted to bring up. I'm like, what the fuck is going on with that? That's not cool at all. (laughs) And that was hardly a part of the movie. I know. What do you mean it was hardly a part? I still haven't seen black killer. What do you mean it was... Hardly a part of the movie. It gets brought up. Slavery. It gets brought up in the first the five thing. minutes, and that's yeah. it. That's how <laughs> that's Mama no. Walde got turned into uh, Blackula. All right, so you guys want to hear this shit again? Yeah. Spoilers, all right. 
Alright, so... Rising from the echoing corridors of hell, an awesome being of the supernatural, with satanic power of sheer dread, chained forever to a slavery more vile than any before endured. Wow. His bite was out of sight! <laughs> oh my gosh. That one's more accurate. Yeah, that one, like... <laughs> the second one is more accurate? Yeah. <laughs> so the man's bite was indeed out of sight. Oh, for sure. Right on. For sure. <laughs> But yeah, the first one is like they talk about Satan. There's one. none of this satanic dread no, and, none and, of that. and like absolutely none of that. I see. That's why I threw it off. It's like I don't know anything satanic Dude, about. That sounds like fucking masking to me. Yeah, for sure. That, that, that's more appropriate. They were just a couple of decades off. Oh, also, um, I forgot. While we're on the subject, I don't like to be all political and shit, but I figure Black Evil Lives Matter. Yeah. Oh, it sure does. Hashtag Black Evil Lives Matter. Black Evil Lives Matter. I like that. Yeah, new hashtag for us. Man, I really Which ended may up. May or really may not get us into trouble. I don't know how things work these days. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Trump's, Trump's American now. Black Lives Matter might work. Yeah. 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 I'd rally behind. Big way to pro- promote the uh, King of Cartoons. Yeah. Fucking a man. See. We should elect him for president. And equal representation in horror. See that? that and cartoons. That's kind of a, a unique way of getting back to that song too. Can't recall the name of the band right off the top of my head, but yeah, it's the band that play Rock the Boat. Oh, right. They're in that film. Hughes Corporation? Yeah, Hughes Corporation. Good job, Tyler. Bam. I got this sometimes. I remember some of the shit we talk about. Fucking good. (laughs) Um, So, with uh, horror movies tend to be incredibly formulaic, as a lot of genre movies tend to be, Mm -hmm. right? So, they tend to fall in one category or the other. Do you guys have a, uh, like, one you prefer over the other? I, for instance, I like the old Dark House movies. Like a, you know, House on Haunted Hill, shit like that, the old Ghost of Mr. Chicken, the old empty, spooky old house with the secret passages and shit. Mm-hmm. Love an old dark house movie. As soon as someone's like, oh, the storm washed out the bridge, yeah. or whatever the fuck, we have to spend the night, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm in for this. Like, Clue and shit, love it. So they're like some of the stupid tropes and whatever sort of <laughs> horror subgenres, I guess. Yeah, yeah. What do you, what are you guys' fortes there? Like, what do you, what's your kind of favorite Like, kind of go-tos? Yeah. Um... That's a good question, too. I, I think some of the ones that we have covered on this show, too, like, I like some that are more almost cultish. Like, I love Dead Alive, and I love Reanimator. Just kind of low-budget splat I mean, monster fest. Yeah, I mean, and they're also, they kind of tie back into, um, in a unique way, too, like, just some of the heavy hitters and the origin horrors, too, with H.P. Lovecraft, and, you know, they kind of go across spectrums and whatnot, but... No, you mean literary horror. Yeah, that, too, you know. Which, I guess, falls into my question, because I didn't... Yeah, which is interesting, too, because it's not necessarily my avenue into horror. Like, literary, I have done it as a result of seeing the film. Like, oh, well, yeah, now let me see what if there's any contrast or comparisons. You know, right. you want to know. And I guess uh, you guys have discussed a smattering of literary horror throughout the episodes. Is it applied being with it, uh, Lovecraft, or whatever was relevant to the episode? But you, would you ever think about doing a whole episode instead of a movie, like on a book series like did you guys ever read any Anne Rice like what kind of horror authors did you read I suppose that's a good question Clive Barker wrote some books that were pretty good right I've read one of the because I think there was it was put out in two halves there's probably a collected edition now I don't fucking know but when it was put out in two halves I read the first half of the Clive Barker Books of Blood right Uh, read some older Stephen King stuff like Cujo Firestarter that sort of thing I fucking love Firestarter, actually. Never did read, like, the things that we've actually covered, like fucking It and The Shining, I haven't read. 
Yeah. I haven't read the big that's shit that everyone awesome. loves, the fucking stand, all that stuff. I did read the, I did read the Green Mile, but that's right. not really horror. I kind of came into it like on the literary <laughs> front, reading like Bram Stoker and uh, classics. Yeah, you know, like like we were talking about H.P. Lovecraft, reading some of his tales, and even like Edgar Allan Poe and things like that. So, now I've read know. a lot of Poe. I've read a lot of Lovecraft. God, who else? I mean, even like Mary Shelley's Frankenstein and stuff like that. Right. You know, yeah. read some of the classics, I suppose. You know. Vampire Chronicles, though. Yeah, that? I read. I read through most of them. I don't think I ever finished it off. I can't remember where I left off. I'd have to have a list of them in front of me. Yeah, I think I have. Interview was a great interview, yeah. fucking book, though. Like, interview was a great read. And then just um, random authors here and there. Some of them I can't even remember the names of. I have like R.L. Stein. Right now, I mean, uh, I, I, I used to love. You know, like, you want to hear an interesting story about show. him? Before I moved up here, I worked at a library in uh, Spartanburg. You know, Spartanburg gets brought up. This is actually a good story I get to talk about Spartanburg for once. <laughs> Fucking A. Um, Instead of serial killers and shit? No, this is, yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, exactly. Complete opposite. Right on. So anyhow, the library I worked at, we actually got R.L. Stein to come and autograph, like, books for children and families and whatnot. Oh my god, really? So yeah, I worked like that day that he actually was down in the children's department, and, you know, we were reading about, uh, me and another gentleman, we were trying to figure out, like, some interesting facts about R.L. Stein, and we saw his net worth. He's like, fuck me. And then he also doesn't necessarily sign a lot, like autograph. He doesn't do a lot of sessions, like hardly ever. But he was there for well, like three like, hours. If there was a mega rock star of that oh. that niche, oh like that gosh. children's fiction, he would. He's Oh, he's a rock star in that genre, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, but it was cool, like, knowing that, like, holy shit, this is like, you know, whether it's coincidental or just happenstance, whatever. Yeah, I was there when that happened. So that's actually a cool moment I get to share. Did you guys read those any Goosebumps books? Uh, oh yeah, a little bit. Yeah, read, I've, I've read. I read most of them. I used to read a lot because I'm still thinking like, Do you have man, I love this. Uh, I remember the, the librarian eating the turtles. The monster librarian, the girl would sneak in there. The family that was the giant flies. Oh, I never read that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember the camera. Say cheese and die. The camera you know, would show her. I think too. Like I, right, <laughs> I'll say this. Because I don't know if you guys are old enough to remember this, too. Is With some of those books and stuff that were coming out during that time period, I felt like I was a few years older than its uh, targeted okay. audience. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, <laughs> like, I was a, a product of the 80s where cable was kind of a big deal to have. And I had it at my grandma's, and I kind of had free reign of watch whatever the fuck I wanted. Was it the push-button cable box? Um, yeah, I mean, those, you had the fucking numbers on top. And, you yeah. know, I mean, of course, remote control, whatever. Oh, okay. But the point was, is like, a lot of those early, you know, cable stations, HBO when it was kind of getting off the ground and Cinemax and, you know, whatever other cable stations, USA being another the kind premium, of big one, you know, get to see Trauma. So I was getting exposed to like some really far out there shit. So, you know, for me, reading like R.L. Stein, which I enjoyed, but it, it didn't do a whole lot for I, me, you yeah. know what I mean? But I think some of those, like, uh, what was it, the, the scary stories to tell at night and stuff oh, like that. Oh, scary stories to tell in the dark. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God, I read those. They scared the fuck out of me. During that time period, because I was in junior high, those were kind of still, like, kind of spooky. Yeah, you oh, know? definitely. Almost like campfire stories, you know? Yeah, there's something you'd find in the occult section of your fucking middle school. Like, it was the it was the most subversive, exactly. culty thing. So those thought. kind of hit a little bit more home for me, more so than, like, oh, R.L. Yeah, Stein those were fucking stuff like great, that. dude. I forgot about those. I was regularly hitting the horror section of our local library. Now, our library wasn't that huge, but that means there's a smattering of authors that I definitely read at least one or two things of, uh... That just aren't immediately jumping to mind. I read a ton of Peter Benchley, and a lot of that's actually kind of horror-ish. And uh, like some, I really dug some Bentley Little. 
which a really fun fact is he does some really good horror. One of his short stories, The Washingtonians, was turned oh, into yeah, a Masters yeah. of Horror episode. Yeah. It's actually a really good episode. Really good. Uh, it's, oh, I wow. love the short story. He was in college roommates with SpongeBob's creator. Oh, fuck, really? Is it Kenny that... Yeah, uh, I think so. Tom Kenny? Tom Kenny. Kenny. He does the voice. Is that the guy that created him, too? I don't know if he did or not, but I mean, it makes sense if he did. No, uh, I think Steven Hillenburg, something like that. And so, because of his influence, he actually does a lot of, like, eco-themed terror. Oh, wow. Yeah. And some really, there's some really fucked up shit with, like, recycling taken to the, like, disgusting, horrific extremes and, like, uh, there's some really good shit. Love his stuff. Read, like, some Dean Koontz I really liked and some other stuff. That's really Um, cool. Like I said, a lot of things that aren't immediately jumping to mind, but like I'll, most of the stuff that we had in our local library, yeah. I read it right. at some I, point. So I think too, like you know, which, what's interesting about horror too, it does kind of cross certain realms. I even think about like the video games too. Growing up, like Splatterhouse was oh yeah, kind of those a controversial oh, my God. game and yeah. stuff like that, and uh, those were awesome. Then you get into like Resident Evils and games of that nature, you know. Yeah. So. That was kind of Man interesting. Hunt. Yeah. Oh, we talked about fuck, that too. Yeah, Manhunt was incredible. It fuck was just hell. brutal and there was nothing really else like it. Mm-hmm. Even Grand Theft Auto, which was incredibly violent, you could do cra- oh, you couldn't do the kind yeah. of shit you could do in Manhunt, like walk up and suffocate somebody with a fucking grocery bag. Like you right. could, there's no other game you can do that and that's fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It really is. So you know that's with kind my of, Lovecraft love, I fucking yeah. dug me some eternal darkness and Requiem, which is pretty much fucking straight up Lovecraft. That's pretty not yeah it's kind of interesting how horror doesn't have to fit just the movie you know like it's not just a movie it's just anything that unsettles you it's anything that makes you feel uncomfortable even on kind of a deeper level too it gets back to kind of our primal fears of the dark and the unknown and so you know it's always going to be a prominent part of our lives because you know there's night and day and all kinds of spooky and creepy shit goes on at night. The night is dark and full of terror yeah I mean not to say that you know not spooky shit goes on during the day but you know comes with a reputation. Scary. It's scarier at night. <laughs> yeah, it comes with a reputation. Yeah. Did we tangent off? Or were we supposed to be answering anything else? Or no, I think I was, answered it? Cool. I, was, I was talking about I'm just making sure. Just books? No. Like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. And even, but even with the reading, it, it even extends to, to some comics now. Yeah, for uh, sure. Like Cryptozoic Man was awesome. Oh, um, fuck, over yeah. the past couple weeks, I started it in on Scott Snyder's American Vampire series, which I'm really digging. Oh, I didn't even um, heard of that. I'll probably bring it up in one of our future vampire episodes because we are talking about doing it again at some point. Right. Because there's so many fucking vampire movies yeah. and I love <laughs> vampire shit, so. Yeah, for sure. But it's not all good, though. No, it's not. Not always. Okay. You gotta... I'm really digging American Vampire, though, at this point. I'm, I'm only one trade in. I want to read a little bit more before I talk about it, too, so I have a little bit better understanding of what's going on, but. Did I already say Cryptozoic Man? Because fucking Cryptozoic yeah, Man. Dude. It's like goddamn yeah, it's... David Cronenberg fucking come to life. Yeah. Fucking yeah I've seen, really I've seen some of the art. It looks pretty fucked. I intend to do a fucking post on the website about that. That would point. be really good. Yeah, for uh, sure. Back to Scott Snyder. I read his, the first trade of his Witches, which is really good. Fucking super like, dark, heavy atmosphere as much as can, can be conveyed on a page. Yeah. Really good shit. Even, I mean, I love Swamp Thing, which started oh, as a horror comic. Wow. Yeah. Way back. Same with things like, like I love Blade, and that has its origins in Tomb of Dracula, and that sort of shit. Oh, so. yeah, fuck, I guess you're right, huh? Comic book origins, are they're so far, because they create a character for a one-off, 
And then all of a sudden, after a while, this thing catches and it becomes its own thing, and you don't know where it started. It's like yeah. some weird, like, mm-hmm. Aqua Velva Man number fucking 21, uh, the first appearance of so-and-so. Yeah, it's, you know, we talk a little bit with, uh, like, graphic novels, too, and with the art, but I think, too, like, some of it, and now I'm thinking about it now, it's like, I didn't realize how much, like, actual art, too, depicts imagery of horror. You know, like, Hieronymus Bosch is a, is a prominent one. Of his triptychs of depicting hell and oh right um, you know but even gothic horror and you know religious art can be violent typically is and I can't remember if I mentioned this on one of the episodes in the past couple of weeks but lately I was downtown shopping with my girlfriend and we were wandering through some of the shops down there and there was a little postcard book. And it was William Blake oh, cool. watercolors. And I'm immediately like, oh, shit, hell yeah, William Blake. And oh, I start flipping yeah, through it. And I'm like, oh, no, this is bullshit. Because yeah. they didn't have any of the fucking Great Red Dragons. Oh, shit. That sucks. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I would have bought it, too. I would have been like, fuck uh, it. Yeah, I love watercolors. But that's just thing, you know, something that we might not necessarily think about when we first think about horror in general. But it just shows you like how it's depicted in these different platforms, these different media but it always conveys, you know, whether it's images or just feelings, raw emotions, yeah. you know? Well, and everyone's afraid of something. Yeah, everyone's afraid of sure. everything. So everyone tells a story about what fucking truly terrifies them. And that's what I, I kind of like a lot about this, too. With You know, with if you want to lump things into genres, but in horror in general, it's like there's always going to be something somebody fears. There's always something to talk about because of that. And movies in this platform do a really good job of, of conveying... <laughs> This and this platform where it's easy to recognize. You know? Right, they embody it and exaggerate it and bring it to yeah. a point that. And because of all the different people working on it, like you said, they yeah. all bring something a little bit different. And like we said, like we still have yet to run into one we don't really like, because even the movie that we now shit on the most, the Belko Experiment, <laughs> yeah, which has taken the crown from fucking I think season so of the witch, even that has its own things. It yeah. isn't just battle royale. No. It still has its own little twists and turns. It does. It certainly does. And, like, I certainly thought that Rooker was going to have a bigger part in it. I think we both did, <laughs> given given what we've seen so far out of Rooker. That you know? was a bit of oh, a twist. Geez. That took man's me a, by surprise. Man's a marvel. Yeah. Uh, like, well, I didn't think it was a good play. I think he would have been no. a lot more interesting than some of the characters we did follow. However, it did completely take me by surprise. So, yeah, I mean, I like, it, mm. has, it has its things. It has its merits, but... Yeah, that was kind of like a swift kick in the balls, but... <laughs> I'm always kind of bummed that Rooker never really got, like, the awesome leading role in something. You know, like, never really got the shot. Because he's just fucking amazing, dude. You well, think he's just too short? I don't know. I think it's because he showed his ass in Morrats. Maybe he's not too Henry, <laughs> That's enough. probably exactly what it is. I feel like if he came off as Henry all the time, he'd get whatever the hell he wanted. Oh, people! He was a total racist prick, and people still loved him. Walking Dead, right? Oh, I haven't watched much of that. Yeah, he I watched plays, like the he first plays like episode. a hillbilly. I, guess. I know that you you watch it though, right? Are you caught up? I know that something big just happened. You I've heard. Like, do, you want to, do you want me to spoil Walking Dead in your wait, show? Wait, I actually, One, two, three, I, I know what it is. I know. I already looked ahead because I don't watch the show, so I don't give a shit. So I just yeah. want to know what people are talking about. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I heard there was I'm a not bite. doing it. That's all I know. Mm-hmm. Like an appetite. See, let's bite. spoil. It. Let's talk about it real quick because you watch the show, right? Yeah, but I don't really like it. I just watch it because like my roommate watches it. Okay, but still, so I'm not like, like a fan. I just I've seen it. But you've it's seen it. Not the same oh, thing. So yeah. we should give a spoiler alert. So let's hear it. Let's hear your hot take on what just happened because it was mid season finale. Yeah, mid season finale. Which I what the fuck is that in the first place? 
Dude, I hate it. Most of the shows do it these days. I fucking oh, they take that gap. Right yeah, they don't start up again until February. Yeah. That's fucking. I don't, sucks. I don't understand what the fuck that's about. I gotta wait on that shit when my legends are tomorrow. Um, no, I but gotta so wait for fucking Constantine. Fuck you, assholes. Anyway. <laughs> oh, do you think they're gonna CW's gonna not here? Not the time and place. Um, so what you want? You He's guys, getting an animated series. You guys want me to? You want me to spoil fucking Walking Dead? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, still well, it's horror related. So the, we do spoilers all the time, bro. So the fucking kid, the kid gets bit. Finally. So you're saying? Yeah, the the, the one eyed Jack. What's his name? Coral. Carl. <laughs> Carl. Carl. Which, yeah, I kind of, I don't know. I kind of thought, like, as someone who's seen the show, I kind of thought that toward the end, like, it would be Carl's story. Oh, okay. I kind of thought maybe Rick, so shit was gonna happen. Everyone else would die, and it would be him. Because, like, yeah. everyone always says, the thing everyone always says about Carl is, well, he grew up in this world. Like, he was a kid when this happened, so this is the norm for him. So he's going to be the one to excel and all this shit. So you kind of wanted to see him take over the keys to whatever kingdom was going to be created in this little scenario they have. But, no, he just got bit by a fucking zombie, so I guess that's that. Mm. I didn't like him anyway. I don't give a fuck. I'm glad he got bit. <laughs> I wish I would have bit him on the face. <laughs> So, uh, so what do you hope happens on The Walking Dead, then? Yeah, give us your hot take. I don't really care enough about The Walking Dead to have an opinion on it. I haven't thought about it. But before. you know you're going to have to watch it, so... Um, <laughs> like, uh, you're only asking me this because you know I've actually thought about it. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I hope that aliens come and they glass the entire planet because they recognize the zombie plague as something that could spread. They see it as a it's like a germ that needs to be eradicated. If that ends up being how they end The Walking Dead, I am going to end up watching through the entire show. What, aliens? Hell yeah. They're like aliens. They, they, Even if it's out of nowhere and there's no build up to it whatsoever, <laughs> there's no clues, I yeah. will watch the rest of the show to get to the part where aliens glass the planet at the end. No, like, aliens are just cruising by and they happen to do a random scan oh, of Earth, right? And it's is. full of these fucking <coughs> things and they're like, well, Christ, we don't want these on our planet. Like, yeah. it's like fucking herpes or something, right? It's like the flood in hell. So they're just like, yeah, bloop. And then, like, it's just the cast looking up and seeing this bright light and the aliens glass the planet walking dead over. Mm. I like that. That's what I would do. Dude, if that happens, I watch the show. Never gonna happen. <laughs> to me, I always thought it was the most logical ending to a zombie apocalypse movie. Like, some aliens just come in and be like, nope, fuck you. Do what's fucked up? As outlandish <laughs> as that scenario is, yeah. could happen on Preacher. We have no oh, idea. Oh, wow, yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking, that sounds... <laughs> that talking... sounds like something that could happen on Preacher, but this is also neither the time or place for that. Yeah. No, no, no. Have either of you guys seen The Strain? That's another no, Del Toro I watched one I'm talking it about. They kind of, not with aliens, but there's a similar plight with a fallout. It's pretty interesting, right. yeah. It's a good show, man. I enjoy that one. All right. Well, see, look, now in our metadata, we can <laughs> say, like, Walking Dead and mid-season finale, and more people are going to listen to this episode. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, we get a bump. We get a bump. <laughs> and I like that ending. That Walking Dead bump. We'll try to get on that, that big Yeah, one day we'll dick. actually get there. I've, I've seen the first season. It's, uh, it's. I haven't even watched the entire first season. I've watched the first like two episodes. When there are zombies present on screen and there's blood and gore being thrown around, it's pretty good. It's quite a cushiony pillow. There are a lot of pillows in this show, if you take my meaning. There's a lot of sort of like waiting for shit to happen. Yeah. Which, I mean, hey. It could just be my ADD. How do the better zombie moments stack up against Hard Home and Game of Thrones? Oh. Game of Thrones zombies are. <laughs> Right, yeah. Hard they're, home. They're, they're, yeah, it's not even close. Hard home's where it's at? The whites, the whites are way scarier. Okay. Fucking, yeah. 
That's all we need to know. Then. There's not a doubt. The reason I started. I, I want to rewatch Hard Home. That's that's all I'm. <laughs> I just I couldn't about. I couldn't imagine Rick Grimes seeing a, a zombie dragon. <laughs> he just Carl Carl. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I like said the reason I started watching the first season is because of it. I knew it was set in Atlanta. I was like, oh, let's see what the hell they do because you know I've been around Atlanta. First couple seasons. No stranger. Right? It just it gets that thing where like you just what are you gonna do? We've done this for seven years. Like how can we? I know we like, need things to happen. We need to fill an hour. So how are we gonna pad this shit? Yeah, I think but, yeah, like I said, it falls in that rut of like maybe it's extended. It's it, it's gone a little too far. Like, yeah, need some it needs some kind of resolve. Well, and I've got this spinoff too, which is kind of strange. Oh uh, yeah, the Fear of the, the Walking, Walking Dead. Dead. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, speaking of spinoffs and stuff, I have seen a trailer potentially for like a uh, a Nightmare on Elm Street miniseries. I believe it's supposed to be happening. When is it going to be on MTV? No, no, no. It's like, a, I don't know if it's from uh, one of the subscription, you know, streaming services. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, Where'd for you sure. this? I almost want to say it's not. I'm going to fucking... Yeah, look this up. We can, we can pause it for hey, a second. Hey, we can vamp. Hey, I don't mean to tell you how to run your own show, but you guys do the <gasps> news at the beginning of the show. Why didn't you bring this shit up when we started? Oh, this is a good segue into what we're talking about, spinoffs. Oh, okay. I didn't think about it in the beginning. All right, all right. Yeah, hashtag fake news. So I lied. <laughs> There is something looming. <laughs> when the fuck did you hit record? <laughs> when you said you right had herpes. Right before you handed me the beer. It's okay, there's fucking editing for that shit. Oh yeah, I know there is. But I'm not confident it's going to be employed in this particular instance. You have to tune in to find out. Fake news. There is something big looming on the horizon across the entertainment landscape that could happen. That, for the most part, would lead to conversations not really for here and more for a different subject matter podcast. But with Disney possibly buying Fox, that means Disney would then have Alien. I have some big movies. If Disney bought Fox? Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, no, that means that Marvel has the X-Men back. Right, which that's what... I think is the more pertinent thing. Well, right, for our daily lives, but this is yeah. also a horror podcast. Oh, shit, I'm sorry. I was forget just... where you at, boy. Yeah, sorry, fellas. All right, I'm with it you. Would, it would also mean that Disney would have The Omen. Yes, that's huge. With Damien, that creepy little kid? Mm-hmm. It was always for you, Damien. And The Fly. Yeah. Like Vincent Price, Jeff Goldblum, The Fly? Mm-hmm. Yes, correct. A few other things. We talked about 28 Days Later and Weeks Later. We're going to have both those. Terror Dream. Those are pretty good movies. The Sixth Sense. Lake Placid. Lake Placid, yeah. <laughs> Great film. Predator with Danny Glover and Anna Schwarzenegger. But let's not also forget that this would include the X-Files. Yes, it would. But I mean, so the fuck what? They're, already, they're doing the X-Files already. Right. I, well, you want to X-Files be honest? land? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Don't it's you? A long time coming, you've watched man. more of it than me. I would just go hang out with the cigarette smoking man and just smoke cigarettes with them all the time. They'd uh, <sighs> they'd have Buffy. I could see how people could seriously give a fuck about that. I don't think I could be bothered too, but it was a big deal. Oh, I know it was. Well, not, I'm not even shitting us, on it. I, just, I know what you mean. No, I never watched it, so I'm, I love. I like the movie. <laughs> Sorry, Chrissy Swanson, Buffy, Swanson. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wipe that. Face off your head, bitch. Yeah, yeah. Luke Perry? No, this isn't exactly on Donald horror. Sutherland. That's, yeah. This isn't exactly on horror, but Firefly? Firefly. You guys now have more episodes in Firefly, right? <laughs> yeah. Have a big deal. Score. Yeah, the internet's going to be for that shit. 
<laughs> what, fuck you guys. People don't like talking about their favorite show that way. Yeah. Sleepy Hollow? That'd be a cool one oh, for Disney. Just, just in general? I have no idea, but Fox did do that Sleepy Hollow show, and how's that? Yeah, that's Which, true. actually, the that's first season true. was pretty good. Oh, it I wasn't really were, horror, but it I was... I thought you were talking about the Burton-Johnny Depp affair. On, I don't know if that was... was that, that was probably Circa Fox. 99. I don't know. I mean, that story's probably public it's domain, public domain right? by now. Yeah, it's only 10,000 years old. <laughs> I don't know, but it has staggering implications, I think. Like you said, like the bigger thing is right now superhero movies are definitely the rage, and that would bring X-Men back into Disney. But it's not like it doesn't have horror movie implications as well. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, And I felt like it was big enough so to at least great. fucking mention, because if that happens, Jesus Christ, wow. Yeah, I don't know. I only get excited with Disney acquiring things because they seem to actually do shit with it. Like, the Star Wars movies are alright. These properties that would otherwise just be stagnant and sitting there. Oh, yeah, sitting on the shelves for You know, like, at least they're long. utilized, and they seem to be turning out shit worthy of being watched, so that's cool. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, um, like you said, it gives it some new life. Like, I was bummed out about that Tom Cruise, the Mummy reboot they attempted to do. Because oh, I thought, man, with Universal, yeah, that Ooh. whole debacle with the Universal Universe reboot. I thought if if that had been done properly, if someone really stylistic, that might have been the job of fucking Zack Snyder. Well, did doing you... like a black and white sort of Dracula sort of silent movie era kind of shit. Did you see that GDT was saying that that's the one thing he regrets yeah. is turning down, taking over there. There you go. He should have done it too. Yeah, he, he absolutely should. Very have done visionary it. director who could have totally done because well, we're Wolfman or. We're basically about, I mean, is it technically released? I don't know what's going on with The Shape of Water, but Shape oh, of Water is sure. basically his Creature from the Black yes. Lagoon movie, right. and it's generating Oscar buzz. No, it looks wow. fantastic. Michael Shannon looks like he's fucking knocked it out of the park. Yeah, it looks he's insanely actor. good, yeah, and yeah. that's basically his Creature from the Black Lagoon. Nice. That's good to hear. It's a good-looking creature. Yeah. yeah. And it's also basically Ape Sapien, the movie. <laughs> oh, is it... Uh, Doug Jones, is that the guy's name? Yeah. Yeah. The, I don't know if it's Doug Jones. I mean, I would assume it's Doug Jones. But he's the guy I'm thinking of, right? Yeah. The motion capture artist that did, mm-hmm. like, game safety and shit. I mean, even down to the design of the creature from everything I can oh, see shit. is that. Yeah. It looks pretty much like Abe Sapien, That's which looks kind of like the creature like from the Black Lagoon. Abe Sapien fucks that. Sully from Monsters, Inc. a little bit. <laughs> it's got the color scheme of Sully. That's funny. Um, we have a new Hellboy as well. That's right, and I still yeah. haven't watched Stranger Things. Any of it? You haven't watched any of it? I watched the first two episodes of the first season. Oh, well, it's at least worth a while. I mean, oh no, no, no! I'm going to watch it. I I know that it's one the of the shit few got things a lot that... of buzz, and anytime anybody gets a lot of buzz, people are like, "Well, fuck it, didn't deserve all that." But I mean, it's, it still deserves a watch. Like, I probably would have marathoned it over Halloween, except it's one of the few slightly horror-related things. Because it's kind of horrid. Stranger Things? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That I can actually, that my girlfriend wants to watch. She's usually oh. not too down on it. Right. So it's up on our agenda, but that means I have to wait. So there's other things that I know we're getting to no, first, like no. the second season of Frontier and shit. So. Oh, that's that Jason Momoa joint on yeah, Netflix, right? Yeah, I just went through it. It's pretty good. Cool. I think I'm about talked out. What about you guys? Yeah. I think we rang the shimmy. There was a couple things that, one thing that we wanted to touch on for sure there's one piece of news because it ties into next week. Oh, we yeah. mentioned that next week oh, wow. we're covering another French extremist movie with Inside. Yes. And this is a film I'll have a lot to say about. Is that the one with the little cartoon characters in the girl's head? 
They're all different emotions. No. This one, <laughs> no, no, oh. not quite. <laughs> this one is probably going to be one of our more. I'm being honest when I say this. It's probably going to be one of our more brutal episodes. It's going to be one of your cannibal holocaust. It's going to be. You'll see. I'm excited to talk about it, but it falls into that French extreme horror that came out in the mid 2000s. Covered Martyrs, which was a part of that, and yeah, this one is considered probably eventually probably get to one all of them. High tension. Uh, you know, and that's something too that kind of re-sparked another interest in me too. Like, wow, these are, you know, we'll talk about it. But yeah, this is a. I'm glad we're covering it, and it, it's going to be a, a fun episode. So there was this sweep of like ultra-violent gore movies in French cinema. Yeah. Oh yeah, early yes. 2000s and mid 2000s. Mid 2000s. Do we know what the like what the impetus was? Like what the, like did they have some sort of cultural revolution or some shit? Like what sparked it? You know, that's a good. That's a really good question too. I mean, not that the uh, the Europeans in general are strangers to you know depicting violence in film and exploitation oh, and things no, of that nature. Yeah, for sure. You know, I'm not sure exactly what sparked or kindled that. I think it just it just so happened to be the right time in that right. time period. Yeah. Where they could have been maybe piggybacking off that earlier movement too, films like Saw and Hostel and things like oh, that. Oh, okay, there you go. You know, so maybe that was a, a way for their that's entry, kind of, yeah, but maybe even pushing that envelope further. You know, so I don't know. I mean, that'd be a good one to kind of digest or you know yeah. delve into. It is a little newsworthy. They did announce that a remake is going to video on demand in January. Mm-hmm. Be worth checking out. Who knows? Because like we mentioned earlier. The Martyrs remake hasn't gotten the best buzz. Yeah, I do honestly, want to see it at some point, just to I, see it. But Knowing that we're going to watch and talk about the French version, I want to wait probably quite a while before I watch the American version, or oh, the yeah. English version of yeah, it. So. Yeah. I do know it stars an actress who was in Mulholland Drive, which ties back into us with David Lynch once again. Oh, uh, David Lynch. Yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. It's uh, Laura Haring. She's starring in the film, and Rachel Nichols is her counterpart in the film. So, you know, there's some recognizable actresses that are in the remake, but there's no way they're going to touch the French version. I'm just going to be straight up right now. There's no way. But it's still exciting to see what they do. I haven't seen the American remake of Martyrs, but I've read about it and some of the changes in the plot. Yeah. And if they make the same sort of watered-down changes (laughs) to Inside... I haven't even seen Inside. I don't know how you could water it down yet. But if they go along those same lines, then, oh yeah, it's not yeah. going to be I don't even understand why they bother Americanizing foreign horror movies anymore. Like, well, everything they've tried to do has gone tits up. Like, The Ring, the American version got totally panned. Like, um, Let the Right One In. You know what I feel American like? What, what it is, is they're pandering to people who don't want to read subtitles or watch foreign films. Yeah, but I mean, fuck, I know. But I, I know. It's I, just because the English dub is so bad. <laughs> but I still don't think that gives it or warrants any of that shit. It's like turning on to its original, you know, language and watching subtitles. Even The Ring. I guess The Ring was like the American version was passable. Yeah. I mean, but, but you're right. I keep no, normally doesn't they're going to try to do well. it with a Troll Hunter. Do an American version of Troll Hunter? Yeah. I'd be totally down with that. <laughs> <laughs> Just because in America you could tweak it. It could be like some cowboys out in the fucking plains of Utah, like lassoing fucking... <laughs> Trolls and shit, like yeah, like that. But what if it's just Americans still going? (laughs) That's why they're so weird because they fucking they know there's trolls. Yeah, yeah. What if it's Americans just still going to Norway? It's just Americans in Norway. You could. That'd be cool too. (laughs) Canadians, Canadians, (laughs) Canadians. (laughs) That's funny. Americans couldn't hack it in Norway. 
But no, I am uh, really looking forward to doing Inside, because that's going to be a fun one to talk about. It's another one of those that hit you right in the fucking gut, so... Oh, <laughs> it's going to be fun. Do you guys have any plans for any more, like, arcs? Like you did, like, you did the slasher films, and then you did the, you know, the vampire We're probably going to do another vampire month at some point. Yeah, uh, we can't we've help There's so many that. of them. Yeah. Well, you want to do Vampire in Brooklyn, right? Yes. Eventually, yeah. Yes. And there's some things that yes. we both want to tackle. That's definitely one. Yes. I saw that motherfucker in the theater, man. That's a good movie. Hell yeah. I love that movie. Yeah, um, we could talk about Eddie. I think you guys should do like a remake. Oh, like like a remake month or something. Well, that would um, be fun. I guess fun. it might only be prudent if you did remakes of movies you've already done, and most of the movies you've done haven't been remade. Right, but we do want to bring you on for the uh, Evil Dead remake. Yeah, that would be a good one. For Which you is definitely a passable remake. Oh man, yeah. as far as like some of the more recent remakes as well, because we've seen a lot of those. That one is aces. Well. When it came out, I really liked the House on Haunted Hill remake, yeah, and I want to see how it ages. To the be circa honest, circa nineteen. I just watched it like last with uh, Jeffrey Rush as Vincent yes. Price. Yeah, and you have um, uh, who was Mongo on Saturday Night Live? What was that? Chris um, Kattan. Chris Kattan. Yeah. Yes, that's yeah. right. He. Yeah, that's great. I just watched it. Oh, House on Haunted Hill is fantastic, dude. It's like I said, my favorite subgenre is the old dark house. Mm-hmm. And House on Haunted Hill, both versions, yeah. the Vincent Price version and the Jeffrey Rush version. Man, love them. Yeah, it's actually really interesting. And Jeffrey Rush does an amazing Vincent Price in that. Oh, yeah. Oh, totally. Like, but no, I would put that up against any horror remake. That would be the one I'd, throw, idea, in, I'd throw in the ring. Yeah, because, you know. Evil Dead was good. Uh, oh, who did the. Uh, was it Zack Snyder? Did he do the Dawn, Dawn of the, the Dead? Dead? That's actually a really good one. I like that movie oh. a lot, actually. And even prior to that, I don't know who directed the, it. Uh, even the remake of Hills Have Eyes is. Oh. Yeah, that first one. Yeah, that first remake of Hell's Oh, we've talked about that a few times, yeah. too. I would love to do Which that. Which gets back into another French director. Oh, right. Uh, oh, shit. Yeah. Wow. So it's interesting how that, that stuff ties back together. No, that movie was great, but that... I don't know, it was weird, because that first... The original Hell's Have Eyes was so seminal for me. Like, yeah. I'd been camping. Like, I maybe, like, I got really baked when I watched that as a teenager. <laughs> and I was like, someone could have come in the whole time. Mm-hmm. Someone could have just kicked my trailer door open and killed my grandma and fucking raped <laughs> my goddamn my cousin. And yeah, why didn't the I realize this then? Yeah, dude, it was like a big like deal. I was like 13 years old. I'm like, oh my god, life is fucking terrifying. Yeah. Like the hills have eyes really fucked with my brain. Like you know, big time. Something that I have enjoyed. I know we haven't talked about it either really on the shows a little bit. So we have done some sequels that normally you would kick off with like the original, but we've done like Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 and stuff like Which that. Which is by far the more superior film. <laughs> you know? 2 is amazing. I love 2. Was that... Did Chop Top? That's Dennis Hopper. I know that, but I mean, did Hooper come back for the second one or was that somebody Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was That Hooper. was Toby Hooper? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. It was kind of his response to the fact that uh, people didn't understand how humorous he intended the first one to be. Oh, well, the kid in the wheelchair was a hoot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no shit, right? Oh, and the hillbilly that slices his hand open. Oh, that was, yeah, that was funny as fuck. I really liked that part. He intended for the first one to be considered more of a dark comedy than it was. And so... Nailed it. Two, he kind of went. I think at the point where the, the shambling corpse is whacking the girl in the back of the head wow. with a hammer, you kind of lost that. Yeah. That, to me, is probably one of the most chilling. Of all those, like... Of all the... Horrifying. I don't want to say cliche horror movies. Right. When you say horror, you know, you think of Chainsaw Massacre and Freddy and all that shit. That right there, man, that old withered husk trying to whack that girl with that hammer is disturbing to me every single fucking time. Yeah. Ugh. And that's something, too, I find, that, you know, once we delve further into films, like, there are certain moments in films that always get you. And that's some of the moments I like, too. Even, like, now. Scream. That, because I want to know who I'm looking at. 
Yeah. What? Because I want to know who I'm talking to. That's not like that. Fucking chilled me. Like if someone would have said that to me, like I would have lost my fucking mind. Shit like that was chilling. Um. Oh, chainsaw massacre. Sorry. Yeah, while yeah. we were on it, Dennis Hopper's solution was to go chainsaw Kimbo oh, yeah. against these cannibalistic maniacs. Right. The best solution, really. So two chains. The only solution. And not <laughs> only point. a Kimbo, three chainsaws. Yeah. Two tiny chainsaws, one big ass one along the back. Yeah. yeah. Like solid like snake or balls. some shit, right? Yeah. So, what what would be the best equivalent of that in another movie? If someone else was going to take on their baddie, like with Jason, you'd have two machetes and a machete on your back. Like, what's the best iteration of that? Oh. Like, if you're going to, you have one chainsaw, two little tiny chainsaws, and one big chainsaw on my back. Like, <laughs> how do you Dennis Hopper out a different horror movie? Well, I mean... For what? For for he would, for jigsaw, you could have like <laughs> bear traps on your arms. Like <laughs> I was thinking, like like a six piece children's puzzle, <laughs> like the little thing that you put the wooden cubes through, oh. and then for the big one, it's Rubik's cube on your back. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I don't know. That's a, that's a good question. I just thought all these other movies, the protagonist response to whatever they're facing was never just I'm gonna do what they're doing. <laughs> Fuck this. Dennis Hopper doesn't give a fuck. He's like, chainsaw, eh? I don't think I'll get me a chainsaw. And Joe, the funny thing is, we've already brought up the fact that we're talking about we're going to do Devil's Rejects. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Devil's Rejects being the second one in a series, the first one being very heavily influenced by oh, Texas Chainsaw man, Massacre. Oh, yeah. The second one, the bad guy decides to do what they're doing. Oh, my God, you're right. Good call. And he goes all out, too. Yeah. He goes nuts. I Balls rewatched out. it not too long ago. Actually, sure I fucking love that movie. Yeah. Fucking love that movie. <laughs> yeah, so. that's definitely one too. Like I went to the theater. Fruity, so. fucking fruity. Now that is a horror movie I can put on in the background. Yes. Oh, just man. Roll because it's so. It's like an old one of those old seventies movies that if you don't have ADD you can watch. It's like watching. I equate. Oh fuck! This might be it's reaching. Really good grindhouse kind um, of style. Well, no, I would say that the Devil's Rejects might be the good, the bad, and the ugly of the horror genre, man. It might be just that one you can put on. It's, eh, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, good point. It's just so fucking good. And supposedly we're going to be getting more Firefly family, so we'll see what happens. That's going to be ex- exciting to see what happens. Um, so Zombies, since we're talking about Rob Zombie, his remake of Halloween, what'd you think of that? It was alright. That was one of those ones where I'm like, you don't really have to put your wife and everything, Rob. But... <laughs> yeah, it's... I, well, see, and I, I don't mean to speak... Ill. Ill of anybody's yeah. wife, but I don't mind looking at his wife's ass in every movie he does. So I'd... that's true. I mean, there's perks, you know. If there's I'm looking perks. for substance, I in fucking film, I dug her in like Lords of Salem. That was yeah, great. Yeah, I agree. That's really. I good. love her in the uh, obviously House and Devils, but like. But you're right. You're right. She yeah. did. She did just fine in Devils Rejects. Don't even give me shit. No, I love no, her. No, we like. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like she was awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, she doesn't have to be in every film. <laughs> She doesn't have to be in everyone. She doesn't have to be in Halloween too. Schwalwa. <clears throat> yeah, it's okay. She was great, and you know, yeah. Let me strike good. back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really liked her on the swing. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, cool. actually, I just told you I, I watched Elijah Wood in the remake of Maniac, Maniac. which is really fucking good. Maniac. Uh, that t- wasn't the old Hitchcock movie. Maniac. No, it's a William Lustig. He did it in the 80s. It starred oh. Joe Spinell, who was in a lot of... He was a character actor because he's yeah, a really... He has probably. a distinguishable look. 
But anyhow, it starred Tom Savini. He did the uh, special effects on that film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then in this remake of it, K&B, Kurtzman, Nicotero, and Bergman yeah, right, yeah. wound up doing the effects. And you got Elijah Wood. So it's oh, really awesome. Really fucking good. Wow. I was really surprised. And we talked about the same guy who did uh, the remake of uh, The Hills of Eyes was a producer on Maniac. I didn't know that going into watching the film, so... Oh, really? Yeah, it's really cool. It's really worth watching. It's really good. Isn't it strange how these, these masters of gore and horror and all these things that terrify us, like these motherfuckers like Savini and Nicotero and like even oh, like, like like George Romero and shit, like they just seem like the coolest, chillest, nicest fucking guys. And like, where does this shit come from? Like, I like think some of those guys even do exercise their talents across the board. We've oh, yeah, up, they're not definitely one note right. jokes. I didn't but I mean, we've, we've brought up... Takashi Miike movies right, a couple right, times yeah. whenever we've brought up like Imprint and Ichi the Killer and stuff and he puts out children's movies yeah right I mean hell he did a TV series we were talking about R.L. Stein who wrote on Eureka's Castle oh wow Eureka's Castle right <laughs> good luck striking a chord with that one that might be uh, too we're digging too, that might be too too lean of a reference there mate mm. Eureka's Castle, boy, I got me, got down on some fucking Eureka's Castle. Fucking word to Batley. That's right. And the fucking, the... Bog and Quagmire, the Moat uh, Twins. And the, the plastic, uh... The fish? Happy Toys, uh, Happy Meal Toys, the hand puppets. Well, oh, no, I don't remember those. I had all, the entire set. Are you telling me that I missed out on a Eureka's Castle McDonald's hand puppet toy? I think it was McDonald's. It was McDonald's, it, it was toys from one of those places... <laughs> And it was hand puppets, and I had the entire set. I had all of them. I made my parents keep taking me back to get them all. Do you still have them? No, I think the dogs got most of them when I was in my teen, teen years, oh. unfortunately. Oh. That made me sad every time. I'm pretty sure I cried over the first one. That's no good. I don't remember what the first one was. A couple of them held out for a long time. Magellan held out for a long time, and Eureka held out for a long time. Anybody listening doesn't know what the sorry we just off about. went off on a bad tangent. <laughs> Magellan, but... Magellan was a dragon, but hey, d- don't touch that box. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we're familiar with boxes. So. Now, hey, you know we talked about I, yeah. Eureka's Castle had a horror episode. <laughs> there was a monster. There was a fucking goddamn Halloween episode of Eureka's Castle. So you, that's funny you bring that up. You guys should totally do it. I would like to get into some more TV horror in the next 15. Oh, yeah. For um, sure. uh, we've talked about stuff. Penny Dreadful. I would like to hit some Are You Afraid of the Dark. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, oh, like I just busted through the heart. first two seasons of that not too long ago. So great. They have uh, it on Amazon, so me and Angie bought it. We, we haven't it. talked about it yet, but I would like to talk about, I think, the two horror episodes... Halloween episodes that Boy Meets World did. Oh, I love fucking Boy Meets World. <laughs> Hell yes. Yeah, this that, that's a different Corey. Great episode. All the sitcoms we watched growing up had these amazing Halloween episodes. I think the king, that was a big deal. Yeah, maybe some of the too. different Treehouse of Horrors. Yeah, oh, the yeah. king. The king being Simpsons Treehouse of Horrors. Yeah, that was Home Improvement had good ones. Roseanne yeah, yeah. had good ones. All those they did. Yeah, it was it was a great. good time. I think always, that'd be we always waited for it. It was always too. like, oh, we get to watch the cool Halloween episode where anything can happen. And they made a big deal out of it, too. So, yeah, that's yeah. unique. I don't want to necessarily cut us off if we're I know, we having a lot of fun, but I also don't want this to be our longest episode. Because <laughs> fuck the cell. <laughs> so, I think, I mean, I, I've loved hanging out with you guys. Yeah, and it's yeah. been a fun Danny, 50. I've loved doing 50 episodes yeah, with man. you. High five. Jesse, I'm honored to be here to help you guys commemorate. Yeah, and you're going to be here for all the big episodes, and we're going to have you back for some other shit too. Yeah, because it's it is a uh, you know if it wasn't for you guys doing your podcast and you know Tyler and I getting together and sharing our ideas for horror films, we all wouldn't be together 
sharing our experiences together. Yeah, it's crazy, right? Yeah, it's that a really works cool out. connection for all of us. Yeah, well, hey, like I said, I'm honored to be here. I'm glad to, uh, god damn, what did we say, 70 hours of movies you guys watched? At least, and you watched them more than once. Oh, for sure. Oh, uh, yeah, most yeah. of them at least twice. So if that's if that's 70.56666 hours. Think about how many days we've invested if we watched them all straight. Yeah, you, fuck. Do you happen to have how, there was one other stat I was going to look up now that you're bringing that up. And I'll look it up really quick. I only did the three. Do you have how long all of our episodes run? Oh, wow. Well, no, I kind of figured that'd be... I just figured we'd, like, assume an hour Ooh. and add a little bit. That is a really good question. I'm willing to bet it's at least 50 hours. <laughs> that's a good bet. Don't, don't quote me on that, <laughs> yeah, but I'm guessing, I'm guessing it's, it's at least there or maybe slightly higher. All right. Dang. I would wager up to, like... Probably what I said earlier, 80 to 90 hours, somewhere in that range. It says 3.3 days on my iTunes. Wow. You guys so, have fucking been talking for three days. Eight hours, yeah. 22, 80 hours, yeah. And you don't even know if anybody's listening? That would be 80 hours. Bro. We know Mark won't listen, ain't that right, Mark won't. Yeah, holla. But yeah, I mean, it, it's fun. Like so then, then, I, You know what's weird? I so listen to you, more. I can totally say hi to myself, but... You just so I just, I just did the math. <laughs> that guy's and, a dick. I did the math, and that tells me... Uh, 79.2 hours. That's pretty awesome. That's like over three days. And I'll, I'll be more than that once this episode's up. 3.3 something change. Well, yeah, because we've been talking for like fucking a day and a half. Yeah, right? yeah, we've been talking for forever. So, fucking thank you guys. Yeah, no, man, I've enjoyed it. It's good it was a long episode. It was your guys' after being formulaic and being slaves to the movies and all the hours and minutes you spent watching all these flicks, try to educate and expose people to all these weird, strange random horror movies you guys get a chance to just kind of just extemporaneously speak and talk your minds and discuss horror movies and their, their, their facets and yeah and how they affected you and shit so and this it's been cool it's been lethargic right yeah of course yeah, not lethargic sure. what's the other one lethargic's where you fall asleep a lot <laughs> it's, it's, been lethar- it's been lethargic too with, you know, cathartic cathartic that's the one I was looking for I think you're going to say catheter for a minute. <laughs> That's fun, too. It's catheterized. <laughs> yeah. Catheterized. Uh, so, yeah, just to podcast it up. Well, that's the thing. Of... This is where this always came out of, was us just being able to sit around and talk about this yeah, shit. Yeah, anyway. exactly. So, just a bunch of friends enjoying it. If you films. didn't fucking like it, whatever. This is the creative process. Yeah, this is what you get. Who knows? Maybe we'll it's come free up with anyway. movie one day. Yeah, it's, it's potential. So with that, if you want to keep listening to us, oh my gosh, yeah. uh, go check out our website. Yeah, our website. We just revamped it. www.friedsquirms.com. We have links right on the fucking front page. Everything's there to for you. The shit that you most listen to us on. I took a look at that shit, made sure that the links were right <laughs> there. You can always scroll to the bottom of the page and just stream us straight from the fucking page. Yeah, it's awesome. Keep up on all the latest news, links straight to the fucking Twitter, Instagram, Instagram all, that good, all that good shit. Our latest posts going into this next phase. I know that I'm definitely going to try to get more actual like blog posts up on the website because we have a fucking website, so yeah, I want to use it. We'll expose it. <laughs> but I do get stoned a lot, so don't hold me to too many. Yeah. Have rational expectations for us. <laughs> and that's www.friedsquirms.com. Twitter, at Friedsquirms. Find us on the Facebook. All the social media. We love you. Yeah, we love you a lot. Jesse, do you have anything else you want to say to the people? Apparently, Blackula showed me cartoons. Dude. Yes. Dude, Blackula is the shit. Everybody go check out Blackula. Fuck me. Played me cartoons in Pee Wee's Playhouse. And mind, so, mind, yeah. mind blow. Well... 
That's that's all. That's all I have to say. It's fucking Blackula was the king of cartoons. And with that, fried squirms out. Okay, so here it is. Uh, I promised Jesse that I would tack the fucking mushroomed out House of a Thousand Corpses on the end of this. So here I am, a man of my word. However, I also just got done listening to it, so I thought it best to put this disclaimer. Uh, if you're hoping for us suddenly talking about weird shit that we're seeing in the room, or, like, having these weird verbal meltdowns or something, not gonna happen. Um, we did turn it off before it got too far into this. It's really just gonna be our first take at our House of a Thousand Corpses episode, uh, where it sounds like I start to get a little bit grumpy, and then turn it off before it starts to get into before we start to go down the rabbit hole too much. Uh, I thought just best to give you a warning if you didn't want to waste the next 20 minutes of your time. But if you're a completionist, go ahead and go on. I told Jesse I'd do this. It could be a fun time for some of you. Anyway, this is Tyler. Out. I'm Tyler. I'm Danny. And we are here with episode... 37. Yeah, we're still the Fright Squirms. Episode 37. Dude, that that's special. You know that I'm a big Kev Smith fan. Boy. Yeah, we were just so, joking around about that. 37's a big deal in the Viewisk universe, and so it's a big deal to me, and that makes me really excited that we're doing one of my favorite, 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 favorite horror movies. We have talked about this gentleman for probably the duration of our podcast. I, I wouldn't be surprised. It's been a long time since I've listened to episode number one. But I wouldn't be surprised if we brought this up episode number one. Yeah, I'm, uh, wouldn't surprise me either. But you're right, 37 is a special number. And with that, this is our episode of House of a Thousand Corpses. House of a Thousand, one thousand Corpses. I, I keep looking at I always say House of a Thousand Corpses. Yeah, everyone I know 1, 000, yeah. everyone I know says House of a Thousand Corpses, but technically wouldn't it be House of One Thousand Corpses? It is, technically it is. I mean, that does not it, sound right, but it... Yeah. It doesn't sound right, but it makes it sound even more of a 70s, like a 70s throwback, which this movie is in spades. Totally. Yeah, so, um, like I said, we're talking about Rob Zombie. I'm excited about this one. Um, I guess before we get too far yeah, know, let's, into our next narrative. So it's that. weird. We've mentioned uh, a lot of times over the course of this podcast that we have um, weird, awesome coincidences happen. And I'd say the fact that we're doing this movie this week is in fact a coincidence with some big news, but it's uh, unfortunately the other side of things and a very sad coincidence. It certainly is, uh, for obvious reasons, which we'll talk about here in just a moment, but we've covered this gentleman's second film in a franchise that this film is heavily influenced by, uh, being House of a Thousand Corpses and being influenced by, but unfortunately for us in the horror world, we lost a legend in uh, Toby Hooper. Yeah, Toby Hooper passed away yesterday at age 74, I believe. Um, it kind of, dude, honestly, it kind of shocked me. Like, it kind of rocked me back for a little bit in the afternoon. Yeah, it's... Especially it... thinking about the fact that we were going to do this movie today. Um, I don't think it's a stretch to say that this movie would never have... It would never have been made without uh, both the influence of Texas Chainsaw 1 and 2, I would say. Totally agree. Totally agree, considering... Because uh, this movie, maybe not intentionally, but gets kind of towards the campier side that you saw in in 2. That and we it, covered when we talked about 2. 
it definitely has its moments, uh, you know, in terms of having a little bit of hokiness, but um, all in all, it's solid film um, being the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I mean, that's that's a classic film. You ask any horror buff or any casual fan, and that'll, that, that franchise will pop up probably within a couple of references. Halloween will probably be one of those. Jason, Freddy, you name it. You can't and, help but name Leatherface. I mean, honestly, we do we do this because we're big fan of horror movies. Um, but the first Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie, the the final scene, doesn't just rank amongst my favorite in horror movies. It ranks above my in my favorite of movies in general. Uh, just the raw, the the so raw intense. savagery, and uh, just. Why can't I think of the word? It's kind of gut wrenching too. You get that visceral, raw, you know, feeling of the the just the I don't know like when Leatherface is just swinging swinging his chainsaw around. Yeah, just furiously because she got away at the terrifying about that. I would say the end of this movie couldn't. I don't want to go into spoilers yet. We'll go into that deeper. But yeah, like so there's there's reasons why this couldn't happen without the ending of that movie. Totally agree. It, It wouldn't have the same impact. No, I, the way that movie ended, it would have its yeah, it would have a different impact altogether. Um, but, uh, yeah. but just his frustration and savagery, and just all of it, just caught perfectly on film with with what the actors were actually put through during the filming of it, and how much of the blood on them was real by the end of it. And I mean, all of that just captured raw on film. It's one of my favorite moments in all of all of movie history. Yeah, it's a cinematic masterpiece that whole sequence um so yeah i guess hats off to you toby hooper uh thank you for that uh we're gonna try to get happy again though and talk about this movie and we'll i guess just jump straight into the guts and bolts because i'm ready unless you want to catch up people up to date what you've been up to or anything like that no man i've been watching this movie (laughs) yeah i know i watched it a few times over the weekend uh, and then outside of that that's about it man I, i didn't get a chance to watch it as many times as i planned to this weekend but my viewing schedule for this movie wasn't the same as it is for for most of the rest of the movies that we've done. Likewise, usually I'll catch our films a little earlier in the week, but this one I caught kind of toward the end, almost you know today, yesterday, and Saturday. Mine was a little bit more spread out because I couldn't wait to get to it. Uh, most of the time, mine's a little bit more sandwiched towards the end, but I was like, nope, and almost as soon as I got this movie, uh, I couldn't find my DVD copy of it, which pissed me off to no end. So I immediately just went and rebought it and was just like eagerly awaiting for the the oh, delivery yeah. on my fucking doorstep. That's and shit. always the fun part of you know buying DVDs and stuff that you, you know stuff that we enjoy. Um, yeah, no, let's do it. Let's get in the guts and bolts because I want to squeal about this, but there's an order to this madness. Yeah. So in the meantime, we'll get the guts and bolts. Guts and bolts. Guts and bolts. Guts and bolts. Uh, God, so where to begin? Um, I guess the big thing for this movie is it's a Rob Zombie film. So, yeah, so this is maybe you already know his music. Finally. Yeah, you know, that's a good point. Um, people will probably be more familiar with his work of, in music more so than maybe his films. Yeah, I mean, I, no offense to him, but no. I think his music's probably reached a wider audience overall than, than his movies. I mean, not that he hasn't done uh, considerable work in movies now at this point, this being his debut. Uh, but followed up with its sequel, Devil's Rejects, um, Halloween. Yeah, he did the first Salem's, two. Salem's, uh, yeah. God, 
31. I mean, he's done some other things, too, in between. Lords of Salem. I don't know why I couldn't think of that. Yeah, Lords of Salem and things like that. But, you know, uh, it's a good point because he was in (coughs) White Zombie, you know, for a while. And then he did a solo act. Uh, what it, like in I think his debut album came out in '98 for his solo work. So I mean, even prior to this film, he had an established music career. Um, shit, but yeah, I'm zoning out a little bit. Uh, no, so you might know Rob Zombie already from the music scene. Uh, you might have grown up young enough so that Halloween, his version of Halloween, was one year first. That could be the case for some people. I could see that easily happening. Um. But, God, I, I mean, I love it all around. Um, this movie came out at a time... I mean, I, this goes a little bit into how it makes us squeal, but it was Rob Zombie that brought me into watching this movie because it was at the time that I was uh, a young, burgeoning metalhead. Yeah. And it was like the Rob Zombie solo stuff, and White Zombie was some of like the alt metal that I'd listen to, and when rocking out in high school, and was like, oh shit, fucking, he made a movie? Yeah, I'm gonna be all about that. And as soon as I could, uh, once again, growing up, tiny town, Montana, Yeah, I don't think it was till like a year afterwards that I finally saw it. But it was one of those things, like, as soon as I can get my hands on it, I'm going to. Yeah, no, I think my first uh, introduction to Rob Zombie, this is going way back, because um, I'm thinking of the song 1965, you know, it has that whole chorus. Oh, yeah, Thunder, Thunder yeah. Kiss 65. Yeah, so <clears throat> I was thinking about spending you know, the holidays with like my cousin, and uh, at the time, he was kind of getting into uh, uh, White Zombie and all that stuff, and I was like, all right. And so I remember watching the video, and then listening to the tapes, and eventually the CDs and stuff like that, so... Over the course of the 90s, and then up until this time this movie came out, then it totally changed my whole uh, perception of Rob Zombie. Uh, I was just like, I knew he was into horror films, but not until he made one. Oh, yeah, I guess I didn't really know. Like, in some ways, this movie, it's like the horror version of Tarantino. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Tarantino takes a lot of shit, and he staples it together and makes something original. And that's kind of what this horror movie is. Uh, down to what we're talking about right now with its cast. Oh, wow, um, yeah. I think a sort of... I don't know whether he intentionally does this or the fact that this is sort of what all these actors do all the time anyway as horror movies. I think it could be a combination of both. It's probably a combination of both, but Rob Zombie movies tend to have a cast that are a hodgepodge, that are a who's who. Yeah. Of, and we've covered... horror and exploitation, and, like, 70s stars. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, we have covered a few of the uh, actors and or actresses in some previous films. Um, so, yeah, I don't think it's too much of a coincidence that you, you would find Rob Zombie, who's, a, like I said, he was a huge lover of horror films, you know, going all the way back to the Universal, and probably even prior to that. But uh, getting the, these people to be in his movies, it, I think it kind of bolsters... Just the appeal, you know, especially if you're familiar with these people. Uh, especially, I mean, this movie really did resurge a lot of these people's careers, too. Um, I, I don't think I'm giving it too much credit, like Sid Haig. Yeah, that's a huge name. I think, for me, totally, for me, I didn't know who he was prior to this film. And then, you know, over the course of his, his uh, catalog with Rob Zombie... You go back and you look and you're like, oh, wow, this guy's been in a ton of shit going all the way back to like some of the exploitation era films. 
Well, yeah, I mean, I guess he was mostly known for black exploitation back in the day. He did a lot yeah. of movies with like Pam Greer. He sure did. Um, fucking black mama, white mama. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's like really that. cool, man. But uh, he he also, I mean, I was trying to figure out what I probably would have first seen him in, and well, you know, probably not. I wouldn't have realized maybe it was not him until this him, movie. Right. But I realized when I was looking at his credits, like, oh shit, like. At some point in my life, I watched him on screen before I realized it was him. So I was trying to figure out what that first one would have been. And oh, I thought I had it narrowed down. I think it would have been one of his TV appearances. Um, oh, he was one of King Tut's henchmen in Batman 66. You know... <laughs> I think he was like the royal something... That's so I probably had seen him too when I was a kid, but you know, same thing. I would not have recognized him. I wouldn't even the know royal who he apothecary. Was. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, on the two different episodes that King Tut appeared in, I do remember Batman those 66. episodes. Uh, those are probably the first thing I would have seen Sid Hagen. Um, oh, later on, I, I would have probably seen some of the, the like the black exploitation stuff, but I still haven't went. I still haven't went too far into that um, as much as I love exploitation shit. Yeah, no, I was just looking, too, and maybe even the 90s. I don't know if I've seen the film in the 90s, but maybe in the early 2000s. So ugh, I would I don't know if I had seen Jackie Brown prior to seeing uh, House of a Thousand Corpses, but... Oh, right. I might have seen him in Jackie Brown. Well, and that that brings me to my favorite little story about Sid Haig, is that he was originally offered the role of Marcellus Wallace over Ving Rhames wow. in... Pulp Fiction, but he turned it down. Could you imagine his role in that? That'd be totally different. And yeah, and I mean, he he always regrets turning it down, uh, of course, as he would with a role like fucking Marcellus Wallace, right? Wow. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, twenty twenty and all, but but then uh, the the judge wasn't it in Jackie Brown that he played? I have to take a look, but I think you might be right. Let's that role was written specifically for yeah. He him played judge yeah. after that, so that's really cool. But it just goes to show that people in the industry doesn't have to be everybody, but there's probably a, a quite a niche of people who recognize actors from certain time periods, and they kind of want maybe want to borrow some ideas, maybe even these actors, and bring it you know to the to some massive audiences or more of a mainstream audience, and you know give them some recognition for what their works achieved during. Some of those time periods. Like, who would have known about Sid Haig had he not been in some of these future films? Dude, I, yeah, exactly. I Discovering him in this movie was what led me to want to go down some of those rabbit holes, is yeah. the thing. And like him, or like Bill Mosley also in this, Karen Black. Yeah, um, some huge we've, names. We've covered Bill Mosley before because we did Texas Chainsaw Massacre too. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, I mean, we don't want to skip over him too much, though, because yeah. he is fantastic in this. Gosh, uh, he doesn't... He hasn't... I'd say he, in combination with Sid Haig, arguably stole this film in terms of their performances. I love Texas Chainsaw Massacre too. I think I sucked its dick up and down in that episode <laughs> that we did of it. We did a proper coverage of that one. Uh, but... I love the character of Otis far more than Chop Top. Well, Chop Top is a lot more hokey. I mean, mm -hmm. he certainly is. Although, you know, no, it's still flashback. fun. No, I'm yeah. flashback. He's a hoot, man, in, in Texas Chainsaw Massacre too. But with this 
particular film as Otis, he is he no no games. He plays no games. He's straight to business. Well, straight to his business. Well, you know what I mean. I mean, he has games, but his game he's got games, but. (laughs) Very Manson-esque, and that immediately oh, came yes. across to me um, even before I delved deeper into this movie right. to find out the, the inspiration. It was more like, oh, shit, so he's Charles Manson. Yeah. Gotcha. That, that's what we're getting. Okay. That's pretty awesome. I'm okay with that. <laughs> um, but Bill Mosley in general, fantastic. Yeah. Here's another thing, too. I'll kind of bring this up once again. I don't know how many times we'll probably talk about it, but hopefully a lot more. But we talked about him being a guest panelist at a film premiere for Found. Oh, right. In L.A. with like Elvira and Peaches Christ, etc. Mm-hmm. But uh, I believe he did some 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 other guest paneling and award giving, and I think that's how he got in connection with uh, Rob Zombie initially. Oh, okay. Yeah, which is kind of interesting. But yeah, you look at Bill Mosley's work, and it's it's a wealth of really strong characters man he's i mean he's he's awesome <laughs> what can you say i don't know i i just love looking just at like his filmography section here on wikipedia i was just looking at my air quotes notes behind yeah. me and i was just marveling like oh shit like there's all sorts of fucking horror movies that we could potentially do even um and he's cuz he's always great in them uh let's see yeah i mean we look at his film catalog and you're like, holy shit. Uh, and good old Evil Bong, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. This would also, I think, be the film debut. The film debut. Maybe not, I guess. Unless you count music videos. I don't really consider them. I mean, they're not movies per se, but I mean, they're. Well, I think this would be the film movies. debut of Sherry Moon, right? Yeah. Sherry Moon Zombie. Yeah, I think you're right, man. Because, I mean, she is known for being, like, a go-go dancer in a lot of his white zombie films. I mean, um, the white zombie videos and his solo work. So it's no surprise that he would include her in his films, which he has. You're yeah, going to see her I, I was going to say, like, film. I guess the most... The... God, what was I just saying? Uh, the... Uh... Critique I see most of Rob Zombie's work of is the, because he includes is her. that he keeps yeah. including her. Um, so and I, what? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> That's how I, I would too. It. Here's the thing: this movie wouldn't have worked without her as baby. She does a great job as um, baby. Maybe Halloween, he could have maybe not cast her. Yeah, I can agree with that. Um, but I will say this: she does a great job in Lords of Salem. Oh, which yeah. I have seen. I was going to say, Lords of Salem, she does fantastic in. I mean, Devil's Rejects. Yeah. Continuing the role of Baby, she's fantastic that's, that's in. That's three pretty strong uh, films. And if uh, she didn't do any work after that, she'd yeah. still have a solid fucking film career, I would think, with three, three of those films. I mean, and she's pretty. <laughs> we can't deny that. She's she's super fit, and yeah, she's cute. So what no, can you say? Um, shit. I think that's about it, though, as far as the guts and bolts go. I do want to mention in... just a few. I mean, as far as like no, I mean not stuff. not what, in general. Her, I, I mean, got for you. her. Yeah, I mean, no, I can't a, really think like of anything. Haunted of... World of El Super Bisto, but yeah. I don't like bringing up that movie because even though I love Rob Zombie, 
I ended up not liking that movie one bit. I don't know, you know if I watched it to be quite frank. It's animated flick. And yeah, then, I know that haven't then. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I'll I'll skip it. Almost the, the, the less said about that the better. It's not even really enjoyable to be honest, so. Yeah. Which is terrible considering all the talented people that are involved in it, but that's a good point. You know, when you were talking about exploitation film actors and actresses and even horror film scream queens uh, you can add Karen Black to some of these lists as Mother Firefly in this film. And if you look at her catalog, it goes way back with horror films. Pull up some of her films. Hmm? I'm just pulling up some of her films. That's what I was going back with this. Yeah, that's all I was looking at, too. Right. It's okay. I think I mean, we're both pretty fucked up right now. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. <laughs> Let's see. I want to get back. Here we go. That's what editing's for. Well, yeah, that's like it's not a big deal. Yeah, so when you go back and you take a look at some of her old films... She starred in the Trilogy of Terror, which was a TV movie in 1975. And she played, I think, in all three different scenes in that. Uh, she was in Airport 1975, which is pretty funny. She was an easy writer. I was going to... I was about to say, there was, there was one role of hers that stuck out to me. I was like, oh yeah, easy writer. I always forget that she was in that. She's been in all sorts of things for for ages and ages um burnt offerings that's a huge uh horror film in the 70s let's see <laughs> she's in a film actually called the last horror film go figure <laughs> that's funny deadly nightmares a television show raw terror invaders from mars in 86 it's a live three Uh, another, oh, shit, I didn't, I just closed hers, I didn't mean to, but I was going to say another actor that would go back a long time would be Dennis Fimple as well, um, a little bit more known for doing, doing like the TV shit back in the day. I think he was on MASH, if I'm not mistaken too, Dennis Fimple, um, he might not have had like a prominent role, but I know he did, uh, like you said, a lot of TV acting, he did some bit parts here and there in film. But his performance, holy shit. Well, I mean, film. I think he, like the 76 King Kong, he was in that, um, as cool. far as like film goes. Um, yeah, so I didn't really delve too much into some of these uh, actors and actresses' film curves like we normally do, but we, it's okay, we can go back and take a look. We, yeah. uh, we cover Tom Tolls, some who appears in this uh, briefly as Sheriff Wydell. Sheriff Wydell. Which is kind of cool, um, you know, for obvious reasons, because we covered um, Henry, a portrait of a serial killer, in which he portrayed Otis Toole, one of the serial killers, right? And there's mention, I don't know if I want to get too much of this, but there's mentions here and there of serial killers in this film, which we'll delve into later on. But that was kind of interesting. Um, yeah, but he plays Sheriff Wydell, which in the second film... 
without giving too much away. He has a brother that kind of wants to get vengeance for him. Mm-hmm. So that's, I thought that was kind of neat, too. Oh, yeah. He's... Yeah. Um, he doesn't have... He wasn't really a, in this film for a very long time, just for a few minutes, but still cool. If we're going to talk about deputies in this film, there's also Walton Goggins, who played Steve Nash. 